Stephen Jetson, Jesse Davin. I'm Stephen Jetson, and that's Jesse Davin. Oh, okay. There we go. Um, welcome to another live chat. We're going to talk about backlash predictions. We're going to be doing, uh, we're talking about, like, the Paul Heyman and uh, Bruce Pritchard and, uh, you know, the changes to WWE Creative, all that stuff. Um, and we want to know what you guys think about these shows. We want to know what you think about the changes in WWE, um, backlash especially, uh, those predictions and all that. So make sure to be active in the chat. We do have some giveaways for you uh, before we get started, too. Uh, before we get into all that, Jesse, how are you doing today? I'm doing okay. Hanging in there. Hanging in there. It's a quiet day. Um, so, you know, just hanging out, ready to talk some backlash and ready to have fun and ready to give away some of these Wrestle Rumble entries. Yes, we are. So, that's a great way to start this off. Um, let us know also in the chat if the... Uh, the audio and the video and everything sounds good, looks good, all that stuff. I actively try to keep an eye on that um, to make sure, and I try to fix it throughout the show. So if there's any issues, just let us know. I always appreciate the feedback on that. Um, as far as today, these are the matches for Backlash we'll be getting to. And uh, this is the WrestleRumble entry, or uh, the raffle that we're going to be giving some entries away for. So basically... They're only $1 entries, but I do have three of them to give away for free to y'all for watching the show. Um, and the winner of this raffle is going to get all three of these replica title belts. You get the old school Winged Eagle WWF title belt, the old school ECW world title, and the old school WCW uh, slash you know, world heavyweight championship. So, three amazing prizes. Uh, these probably total up to be close to $1,000 or so when you account for like the shipping and the tax and all that stuff. It's probably about three to $400 a piece for each belt, I would guess. Um, and uh, yeah, awesome stuff. All you have to do to enter this, uh, this contest, all right? So what we're going to do, all we ask, and there's no way of us really verifying these things, it's kind of on the buddy system, the honor system. Um, like the video, Make sure you subscribe to Jesse's YouTube channel, and then just comment in the chat, just saying, I liked, I subscribed, I want an entry. Just something like that, just so we know you, you want an entry for us. Yeah. yeah. Um, if there's only three people, or, you know, of course, if there's less, um, I'll just give those away to whoever wants them. If there's more than three people who do that, we have the, uh, the random, uh, like, name generator thing that we've used before for, uh, for contests. And I'll do that at the end of the show, and uh, we'll pick three people um, that'll have a chance for that. So once again, um, you know, not a lot. I mean, once again, they're only they're only one dollar entries. But what I would recommend is, you know, if you win a free entry, you might want to throw a couple extra bucks on there too, because obviously your your chances of winning increase the more uh, the more entries you have. Um, I'll probably throw like twenty bucks in this myself or something like that, just for the chance of winning all of this stuff. I mean, it's a great deal, but. Uh, but it's a little something that we can do for y'all. Um, and once again, WrestleRumble is just incredible. It's great that they even gave us anything uh, to give away for this. For this, because once again, it's. <laughs> I mean, imagine a scenario. I know it. Is, I know it won't be because they of all the people that use the website. But imagine if like five people put in like a dollar each, and then they gave away like yeah dollars worth of, worth of stuff. <laughs> so. Uh, but anyway, uh, so that's what you got to do, and then we'll uh, we'll talk more about this. I'll try to give some more reminders throughout the uh, throughout the show about this uh, this giveaway. So, uh, and then um, I'm gonna say that super chats are a double entry, so you get two. Um, yeah, I'm fine with that too. Yeah, and I'm trying my best to keep track of everyone, 
Um, so I'm going to do my best. Yeah, we'll say, uh, how about this? If you, I think we've done the, the same way in the past. If you super chat, did I give two for the super chat and then yeah. one for, so, so if you super chat, of course, you know, it's a little, it's a little counterintuitive because, you know, obviously you could just spend a dollar to enter the, yeah. but if, but if you do super chat, because you want to support our, our, um, our channel here and what we do with the podcast directly, um, if you do any kind of super chat, uh, we will put basically two extra. So if you just want one for free through the comments, you get one shot at the entry. If you send any kind of super chat, we'll give you another two. So that would be a total of three for you. Three chances. Yeah, and plus, and plus, if you super chat, we automatically like stop what we're doing, and we'll probably or we won't like stop right away. We'll finish what we're doing, and we'll get right to your super chat. And your question comment is read right here on the show. So if you want to be a part of the show, um, just. I mean, obviously, we love the chat, and we love the chat. We see that, but it's really hard to keep track of it when we're doing this. The best way to get our attention is with that super chat. So um, any amount is appreciated. Obviously, no pressure. Please don't think we're going to pressure you into doing that. Um, but it does really help both of us out a lot. So, yeah. Yeah, so that's, yeah, for sure. So that's another kind of incentive there, you know, beyond just potentially, you know, being a part of the Wrestle Rumble um, raffle entry or contest and all that stuff. Of course, like Jesse mentioned, we will make sure to deep dive into anything that you want to talk about. So whether it's a question, comment, statement, uh, you know, your own predictions for backlash, that kind of stuff, uh, we will make sure we will make sure to uh, to dive deep on that and try to give you your money's worth there as well, the best that we can, and, and make your voice heard on our chat. Um, uh, Shamrat. Thank you for joining our chat. It says any amount cool. Yeah, yeah. I, yes. since, since we're only giving away dollar worth of entries, I would say any. I, I think the super chat minimum is set to maybe like a dollar or two. So it can't be like, it's like 99 cents or, or something. So, uh, so yeah. But yeah, if you if you do some super chats, um, normally a few dollars, one, two, three, five. Yeah, yeah. We'll figure it out. Either way, we just appreciate anything that y'all send us, and we will make sure to get you plenty of uh, opportunities to get into the Wrestle Rumble, um, a free entry for the Wrestle Rumble raffle. So, um, as far as like the stuff going on this week, I, I feel like pretty much all there. I mean, there's plenty we could always talk about with AEW and stuff because we both love that show so much, and they've just they're just consistently putting on great shows, in my opinion. Um, especially when it comes to the Cody uh, TNT, I love the open challenges already. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah, what, I guess we'll talk a little AEW before we talk WWE, since so at least we can start on something positive that we actually like really really care about. <sighs> um, do you have any just like overall thoughts on like AEW at the moment? Anything that you want to talk about? Well, I think one of the things we were talking about before we went live was how. How interesting this, oh my goodness, thank you so much, thank you so much, oh my goodness, I appreciate that. I don't know thank how to you, Shamrock. I think, yeah, I don't want to say it wrong, <laughs> um, but thank you so much, we will get you that extra, God, please don't need to break my new phone, okay. So that's a perfect I'm example right there, Shamrock just gave a super chat, and he gets three, because he basically commented saying he wanted one by super chatting, so, yeah. um, so he gets, you know. He gets three chances at free entry. And Shamrock yeah. also, you didn't leave a message with that. You know, feel free. You don't have to send another super chat. But, like, if you – I'll keep an eye out for it. If you have, like, a comment or a prediction or a question or something like that, 
Um, we'll definitely do that for you and treat it like the super chat since you didn't send like yeah. along with the money. So we th we appreciate that, and I think AEW is really. We were talking about before how. At least, I, and I think both of us kind of agree, we both kind of are having some WWE burnout. I feel like without the crowd, I don't know why AEW is working without a crowd for me. And I think this is just obviously subjective. I'm not saying this is fact. Um, but just for me, AEW, it feels more like it just it, it works without a crowd i feel like wwe is such a spectacle and it's a grand thing and, and we all love that right we love the, the the full stadiums full of people and the the huge amount of cheers and boos and chants and applause that we get during a live show that when you when you downsize it it kind of seems a little silly um and, yeah. and i don't think that's any fault to the the talent i don't think that's any fault to the people in production working really hard, um, everyone backstage. I just feel like WWE is just such a grand spectacle. It, and I, I think I said it's kind of like um, if the Rockettes were to just stop what they were doing and just come into your living room and do their little kicky dance, you'd be like, what? What? Okay, maybe, like, without the grand spectacle, it's just kind of silly. Right. Um, so I think I, think I just I, – I don't know. I, I appreciate AEW – a little bit more and I mean I'm excited for backlash I feel like I feel like WWE has been delivering with these um cinematic pay-per-views I'm very interested to see um what's going on with backlash I think you know every time I kind of have little to no expectations for the show it does deliver and it's fun um and I expect that but I feel like AEW has been to me it's been a little bit more fun. And then I said, and that's just purely my opinion. I'm not saying that it is. It's just purely my opinion. Um, it's just been a lot more fun to me. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, I just, I was telling you before we went live, um, I even, I don't watch AEW Dynamite all the time. Or, sorry, uh, Dark. I watch, I watch Dynamite every week, but I don't watch AEW Dark every week. And every now and then, if I've just got some free time, I'll, that I'll just throw some of those matches on. I, I really like how they segment them later on in the week, too. They'll, they'll put them out, like, specific matches, so I don't have to watch, like, the full show. I can just pick out the matches that I want to check out. And, uh, Shamrat, um, I see another Super Chat. Thank you. Much. Um, yeah, it says, I, I feel like Backlash is going to be pretty solid. Yeah, we'll get into that in a second. I, I mean, it looks like a decent card. It's just something I'm not, like, overly excited about, but I probably will be more excited, like, the more we... Like, once we start getting into the predictions and start really thinking about it. Um, yeah, thank you so much, Shamra. I really, really, really appreciate it. Yes, we both do very much. Very much. Um, I lost my train of thought, but that's exactly what the Super Chats are for. You get to get your voice heard, and I just want <laughs> that. Um, A.W. Dark. Oh, Dark, thank you. Yeah, so I was telling, I was telling Jesse before we went live, um, I watched... Marco Stunt and Luchasaurus versus Peter Avalon and Brandon Cutler from AEW Dark. Just like, you know, a standard tag team match. And obviously going into it, like, I know that Cutler and Avalon aren't going to win. And, like, their gimmick is neither of them have won in AEW. And it's interesting because it's similar to kind of like the, the Kurt Hawkins storyline that went on for... Yeah. Where, you know, 
I'm getting kind of invested at this point in like who is going to get a win first, the librarian or Cutler? Or is like one going to finally just like straight up turn on the other, or like will they wrestle each other finally? And like that way, and I'm actually interested in it. Um, and I really enjoyed the match. Like it was, I, I think some people might say that Cutler and Avalon maybe got a little too much offense in if they were like nitpicking it. But outside of that, it was. It was a really great tag team match with no fans on a YouTube show that, you know, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know why even something like that was so much more entertaining to me than, like, what I've been watching on WWE lately. It's, it's Yeah. I'm more entertained by, by that stuff than, I mean, even, like, Amber, Amber, I keep calling him that. It's such a bad habit. Even Moxley, uh. even Moxley wrestled on AEW Dark this week. Like, the world champion was on the show like, wrestled, like, a jobber guy that I didn't really know, but it's, like, it's cool, like, it's, like, there's just a totally different feel to what they're doing, and, uh, and even when you look at, like, the WWE, I see, like, on Twitter, uh, Demon Diva, she says this a lot also, and I, I agree with it, it's, like, to me, like, Drew McIntyre is just, she's just, like, the empty arena champion, like, you know, like, he won the title. My brother, even, who doesn't even watch wrestling, he watched WrestleMania with me and my friends. And every time he talks about Drew McIntyre, for one, he doesn't even know the guy's name, which is, like, a bad sign to begin with. But he was he's always, like, that poor guy who won the title in front of no... That poor, he feels so bad for him. He's, like, that poor guy who... who because my brother, obviously, is, like, super familiar with Brock Lesnar uh, between wrestling and UFC and stuff. So, like, he was, like, that poor guy, like... Like, lifelong dream beats Brock Lesnar, like, the big star. And, like, in, in, in his mind, he's like, the second the crowds come back, Brock's just going to win that back. They're just going to pretend like none of this ever happened. Oh, my God, that's so true, especially with the whole Paul Heyman thing. I mean, it's got to be signifying a Brock Lesnar return. Yeah, I don't, like, I don't know what they're going to do, but, like, it wouldn't surprise me if they went that route. But it's just, like, that's, like, from the casual fan, my brother being very much a casual fan. It's like, even he looks at that and he's like, there's no crowds. Like, is this guy really, like, does anyone really care if this guy's a champion or not? And, and I, and, but like, I look at like AEW and I'm like, I feel like everybody cares about Cody's TNT title. Everybody cares about Mox being the world champion. Like, it's just a totally different feel between the two right now, in my opinion. I think, I know it's, it's interesting. And I don't know if it, it, that's more to do because AW is so fresh and young, you know, and WWE's been around for like forever. And, um, you know, you just kind of go through the, the cycle, but it does, it feels like, I feel like the the championship, you you see the champion more often, you see the title defended more often. And, and, it may be because WWE isn't in front of a crowd and they don't... I feel like WWE is just kind of stuck on hold, really. There's changes happening. There's, you know, new champions here and there. But it just feels like it's on hold because they want to wait for crowds for these big pops. And meanwhile, you have AEW going ahead with the FTR debut, going ahead with the Matt Hardy debut, going ahead with having um, Nyla Rose lose the championship to Sheeta. You have Cody winning the TNT championship. You you have all this kind of like, let's just go ahead and do it. Go yeah. ahead and do it. We got to continue on. You know, they've kind of put blood and guts on hold for sure. But in the, you know, but they, they keep going. 
And I feel like, and, and I hate to say this because I do like Drew McIntyre and I love his story and I love um, just how he's really like revamped himself, but he feels like a placeholder champion. And that's not right and that's not fair to him. I feel like he deserves to have a strong championship run. And right now he just can't have that. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Because also, like, I'm not, like, looking at the full Raw roster at the moment, and I haven't, admittingly, I haven't been paying nearly as much attention to the shows as I have for the rest of my entire life um, when it comes to WWE. But it doesn't seem like he really has, like, a real, like, a real strong list of contenders either. Like, that's going to... That's going to be a problem for him also. Like, yeah. Like, I I like Bobby Lashley. I think that he's very, he's physically impressive. He's super athletic. Um, I follow, obviously, his MMA career as well, and he's actually had a really, a super, like, under-the-radar, underrated um, MMA career. He's only lost, like, once or, one or two fights, and they were to, like, legitimate fighters that there should be no shame in, in those losses. He's beaten yeah. than he should be, for sure. Um, and, uh... And I like him versus McIntyre, and I like that uh, MVP is, like, managing uh, Lashley. I think it's a good, like, I think all that's good. Right, it all works. But I don't, I, I just feel like if the WWE hasn't pulled the trigger on Lashley by now, they probably never really will, and I don't think they're going to do it, like, at the expense of McIntyre, which we'll, we'll talk about in our, like, official predictions. But my point more so is, like, you know, let's say McIntyre retains the title, which I expect him to. Um, if, like, what, like, what's next? Like, the winner of of Edge versus Orton, or like, what, like, I don't. Brock Lesnar. Who or Brock? Yeah, if Brock comes back. Because um, outside of that, you have like, I mean, really talented people. Like, uh, I mean, you got Rollins kind of on the outside. Uh, you got. Yeah. I love Andrade and and Urza yeah. and that whole thing. I mean, I just I just don't think that they're they're being you know, they've lost all the big matches lately, like that they've been in. Um So there's there's talent on Raw. I just I guess I just don't have like the the faith in their booking, which which is a great segue into this topic. Um what do you think about the changes in creative? Paul Heyman is not gonna be in charge of any kind of creative, he's just in quote unquote like on air or like in, they called him an in ring. Yeah, what the hell was that about? Yeah, I've never really seen him in, in the ring. Um, yeah, he's taking some bumps, of course, but he's never. Um, but uh, I guess they mean as a manager or kid yeah. or whatever. Um, but yeah, what do you think about that? Because now Bruce Pritchard is basically in charge of the whole creative team, but of course, at the end of the day, it all has to filter through Vincent Mann. So. Um, yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts on uh, on those changes this week? I thought that was very interesting. Um, I wholeheartedly disagree. I think Paul Heyman, while well, some of the stuff that he writes is a little edgy and a little kind of Jerry Springer-ish and um, very ECW or whatever, I still love it. Um, I thought the Paul Heyman era, so to speak, was like really fun. I thought he had a lot. I felt like Raw was definitely more of a, not adult show, but it felt more edgy than SmackDown. SmackDown was just kind of campy, um, silly, 
like much more of the PG kind of stuff. Um, which I don't know, I may be wrong about that, but I just felt like the whole thing was just, you know, I, you know, I felt like Raw was definitely like more like still hanging on to like the last thread of the Attitude Era a little bit sometimes. Um, especially from a live crowd. I've always thought SmackDown was like more of the uh, vanilla show. It switched back and forth every now and then, but I really thought Raw was definitely edgier. So it's really interesting. I feel like that's a lot. That's like a huge like position for someone to be in, like Bruce Pritchard. Um, I feel like it was probably healthier for um, both Paul Heyman and Bruce Pritchard to have separate shows and separate roles. That way you could focus more on each show. I feel like, I don't know if they're going to, like, put both Raw and SmackDown together or if they're going to still solidify them as different brands. But, I mean, talk about burnout, you know. It's a real easy way for Bruce Pritchard to get burnt the F out. And, you know, I'm, I'm scared for him because I feel like that's a really big role. And at the end of the day, it all goes through to Vince McMahon. And if he turns it down, you got to rip up the script and rewrite it. And I felt like... Sure, Bruce Pritchard is a WWE guy. He's been he's a WWE guy. He's there. You know, you had Eric Bischoff, who was WCW. You have Paul Heyman, very ECW. Um, but Bruce Pritchard's been WWE guy. Vince McMahon, yes man. And while that's okay, I think it's important as sort of a mild checks and balances system for someone like Heyman to challenge uh, Vince McMahon a little bit try to convince him to do something different and see if it works and a lot of times I felt like it did um so yeah this is weird this is weird and I and I hope that it's I hope that it's due to a Brock Lesnar return like a full-time return however it's just weird it's weird it's stupid it makes no sense to me I appreciate what Paul Heyman did I don't see how this makes anything better I just feel like it's just going to cause a lot of confusion. And with the furloughs happening, they had to furlough a lot of writers, and which is unfortunate. And I hope they get their jobs back. So to have one guy doing both shows is... It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. I heard uh, Brian Alvarez talking about this. I can't remember who else was like on the show with him. It might have been... It might have been Craig. Craig. Craig, the dude with like the dark hair, wears like Invisalign. Um, are you no Craig? He does Brian and Vinny and Craig. He's yeah, uh, a fellow. He's really sweet. He's so sweet. He um, uh, Jim Valley does the show on Fridays. I can't remember. Like I'm really bad with everyone's name outside of Brian Alvarez on that show. I like all the people. It's Semper Vivi. It's Semper Vivi. So there, there's a, there's one dude who's like almost always there. Who's just like yeah, the average guy with like dark hair, and I'm pretty sure he wears like Invisalign braces. Like I'm pretty sure. They're like he's, uh, he's got like Falcon stuff. No, the other guy. Okay, so no, that guy's like always there too, and like he's like the producer or whatever, um, or at least looks like he is. Um, no, he's not. He's just some. He's just in a different room. Yeah, he's in his studio at his house. Oh, I see. Gotcha. That makes a lot of sense. Um, especially right now. Um, yeah, anyway, uh, regardless of who was in, who else was in the room, I remember on the show, uh, uh, Brian Alvarez was talking about how Paul Heyman had, you know, a contract as, 
as a writer and a separate contract as an on-air talent. And for the same type of reasons as what you were just saying, where, like, a lot of the furloughs and firings and stuff, uh, they're probably trying to eliminate a lot of the people who have double contracts and, you know, just pay them once for, like, one role instead of having them do multiple things and having to pay them multiple contracts, stuff like that. Um, I mean, to be honest, I, I think everyone's overreacting a bit to all this with the writing team. Um, <clears throat> mainly because I don't think any of the changes actually matter at all. Um, because at the end of the day, it still all has to filter through Vince. I don't think it, I don't think it matters who's in charge of creative. I don't think it matters who's on the creative team. Um, there have been plenty former creative members who have talked about, like, over the years how they were with the WWE and, like... So here's the thing that I think a lot of people don't realize, or at least, like, really consider, is all the great ideas that we have as fans, like, when we're sitting around and, like, oh, man, this would be awesome if, like, this happened, or, like, this guy wrestled that guy, or, like, you know, this this storyline played out like this, or blah, blah, blah. All those ideas that we have, those are all being pitched to Vince. Like, we're not the only... We're not the only people who can see, like storylines that could potentially unfold in like really cool interesting ways like like these are all the good ideas are being brought up in these rooms by i mean you have to imagine that the, the writing team with like 20 something people out of like 20 something people at least a handful of them are gonna have the same type of ideas the rest of like the hardcore wrestling fans do so it's one of those things where like it just it just doesn't matter because at the end of the day you could you could be I mean, Paul Heyman, in my opinion, is is all time outside. Of, you gotta you gotta convince the credit because like he basically created modern day professional wrestling. But I think Paul Heyman is, is the most creative person to ever do anything with with that, like with what he did with the absolutely the way that he's managed Brock and the way that he's been a mouthpiece for Brock. Um, I like to see him take on a new client it just hasn't happened it just hasn't worked very well uh in like the recent years with like curtis axel and cesaro and stuff like that didn't, didn't and ryback and stuff mm-hmm. um but i just it's just one of those things where like you could be the the smartest most creatively intelligent person in the world when it comes to professional wrestling but if the 70 something year old vincent man wants it done a certain way that's or wants a certain person pushed or wants a certain storyline or whatever it is like that's where the decisions are actually being made so it really doesn't matter who's underneath him in that process it's all still Vince um yeah yeah. so it's just it's just interesting I I I don't you know I I just I just don't see it and until there's like a legitimate overhaul like where Vince takes, like, a step to the side. Like, he doesn't have to completely leave. Um, He just needs to have, like, less of a say. Like, if he was more of, like, a... Like, you know, if, like, Triple H is the obvious replacement. Triple H and Stephanie, like, combo between them. Um, If they had something where it's, like, Triple H has, like, you know... They can even position it where it's, like, he's 51%. In charge of creative control. <laughs> yeah, he would. Right. Vince is 49% in charge. So Vince still has a big say, but Triple H can supersede Vince in the decision-making process. That would be humongous. Because a lot yeah. of good ideas that Vince would stop, Triple H, I think, would go with. Um, so. 
Well, I mean, and, and you have Vince McMahon who stepped aside to watch over the XFL now coming back full time because the XFL is no more. So, yeah, and that's I will say this: um, the XFL, as big of a joke as like the whole thing was the first time around, and and as much crap as like as as little sense as it made to bring it back. Like, because I just didn't understand. Like, outside of, like, gambling reasons, people like to sports bet and play, like, DraftKings or whatever. Like, there's... It didn't make any sense to bring that that back. But NFL ratings are, like, lower than ever. Like, I, I just... It was, like... It was such a weird idea, like, to bring football back when they brought it back. But it was doing pretty darn good before it had to shut down due to, you know, due to the pandemic that they had no control over. So I have yeah. to give them... I have to give them credit where it's due. The XFL was a much bigger success... The second time around, then I then it should have been could have expected. Absolutely, and that it sucks. I miss it. It was fun. Yeah, you actually watched and like knew about it, and that's yeah. thing, that's another thing about like Jesse that I I don't think you get enough credit on, and I've had to defend it before. Where it's like, well, because like I, it, when it comes to wrestling, it's the same way. Yeah. You like legitimately know yourself when it comes to football. Like we can have like legit yes. football talks. Like yes. way more about college football than I do. We're probably yeah. pretty close when it comes to like NFL because I actually pay attention to that. But, yeah. But yeah, I wasn't watching XFL even, and like you know, like the XFL players and stuff, which is nice. Hell yeah, especially the Buckeyes. <laughs> <laughs> right. I kept tracking that. Uh, that's a big reason why I like doing the show too, because oh, I've said it plenty of times before, but. It's one thing to just do a show because you obviously you have, you know, you have like your fan base through like OnlyFans and through Twitter and all that stuff. And, you know, there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of really attractive girls out there that, that you know, claim that they're wrestling fans. And they probably watch a little wrestling, but it, it'd be tough to have like these like in-depth, in like legitimate conversations, like really get into this stuff. And you're a... Uh, you're able to do that. Like I, that's makes, it makes my part of the show incredibly easy. So. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I, and, and I make no claim to be like the most knowledgeable person ever about wrestling. I'm still learning. Still something that like, especially like back in the day stuff, I have no, I'm no wrestling historian in the slightest. Uh, but I, I am very passionate about it, and I do my best to learn as I go and try and keep learning new things about it. And I don't claim to be some knowledgeable guru, you know, about wrestling, but I, I love it, and I'm a huge fan, and, yeah, I try my best. <laughs> so thank you. Yeah, yeah. One, I'm able to kind of help out when it comes to the – kind of more like the 90s wrestling stuff especially yeah. or like uh like the 2000 ruthless aggression era of on and all that because that's another thing too when we were talking about like AEW earlier on the show um that's something i've actually caught myself thinking about quite a bit lately where like because i was a wcw fan like over wwf all day but i mean i grew up in atlanta which is wcw country like there yeah cody went to my high school dusty Rhodes was at our wrestling matches like sting was around town lex luger was around town i met you know buff bagwell and the steiner brothers and like it's like there's these wrestlers were all over the place so it's like 
WCW was my life growing. Bill Goldberg played for the Falcons. You know what I mean? Like it's like yeah, yeah, like like so. And I'm a I'm a lifelong Vikings fan. Don't get me wrong, but of course I you know I know about Bill Goldberg obviously. So like, and he played at UGA, and UGA is like the college team for most people who live in Georgia and stuff. So like, go 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 go. And it's cool because you know even like Roman Reigns played at Georgia Tech. A lot of people don't know that he's a really good player at Georgia Tech. But, uh, but yeah, I, I was always WCW over WWF up until, up until it got, like, really bad. Like, once, like, WCW, I was still watching. Like, I watched WCW all the way through the last Nitro, but towards the end, I caught myself clicking over to WWF a lot more often because they were really popping off and WCW was really trending down and WCW started copying WWF storylines and stuff. And anyways, but when WCW went out of business... Even then, it was like, okay, WWF, like, drops the ball big time with the invasion angle, and then, like, you're still watching it, and they have the best roster, like, that's, like, ever been assembled in pro wrestling. Like, by, like, 2002 or whatever, the WWE's roster was just stacked with star talent, just from top to bottom, between everyone they had acquired from WCW, ECW, and then, of course, everyone they already had signed to WWE, and... But I've caught myself thinking about lately, though, is, like, even when TNA came around, and I believe it was 2002, and then they really started hitting their stride a few years later, once they signed, like, Samoa Joe and some of these other guys, they really, really took off. And I was a really big TNA fan. I was, like, pretty much waving the flag of, like, wait, this over here, like, what's going on over here is, like, way more fun to watch than what's going on in the WWE. Like, I'm not, you know, I... I I'm a fan of John Cena now, but, like, back then, John Cena was, like, the Antichrist. Like, John Cena, he was enemy number one. And it was, like, I didn't want to watch John Cena and Chris Masters and and uh, uh, Gene Snitsky and, like, these kind of guys. I wanted to watch AJ Styles and Samoa Joe and, and all those guys. Yeah. Uh, even, like, Amazing Red and, and I mean, just people that you just didn't get to see in, in WWE. And eventually, you know, that kind of petered out and TNA had their problems. And, and I kind of, I kind of bailed for the most part after I paid to watch the Jeff Hardy sting match on pay-per-view and it out and he went up. That, yeah. And paid actual money to watch that. Mm-hmm. Cause I was invested in the you know, sting and Hardy. Uh, Jeff Hardy's still one of my favorite wrestlers to this day. And you got him in your, your background and stuff. But, um, it's just one of these things where I just keep, catching myself thinking about this though where I'm like had AEW or something like this good been around this whole time like I probably that's probably that's really the only reason I was watching WWE is because like I wanted to watch wrestling because I love wrestling but there was no real other option outside of like the various indies and stuff but even back then it was like you had to order DVDs or, or, or pirate, like, find stuff on, like, Kazar or LimeWire or something to, to keep up with this stuff. Like, that's, that's, I think that's part of why me and so many other people, like, when we're watching AEW, it isn't so much that it's, like, fuck WWE versus AEW. It's, like, no, no I've just been waiting for this type of show this entire yes. time. <laughs> it's a healthy alternative to yeah. WWE. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Corey says early TNA was Ring of Honor. Oh, a lot of it was. Yeah. Definitely right about that. Um, I, yeah, I remember getting into Ring of Honor when 
I mean, the I can't remember the first person, but I remember Paul London really getting me into that. Uh, Trent Acid back in the day. I mean, there were so many people. Amazing Red was another real big one uh, when it came to, to Impact or TNA Wrestling. Um, even Jack Evans. Like, I love Jack Evans back in the mm-hmm. back in Ring of Honor yeah. in like the early 2000s. Now he's a part of AEW, which is kind of nuts that it's been this long and he's just now. Jeez, I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think he was on Wrestling Society X on MTV, but that doesn't like really count. Um, <laughs> even like Teddy Hart and those kind of guys. I mean, there was like, man, those were the days. But it's cool to see that so many of them are now a part of AEW. And the, you can kind of say the same thing where it's like TNA with ROH. Well, kind of AEW is kind of ROH too, to to a degree. There's a lot of those guys that are a part of AEW now, which is really cool. Yeah. yeah I'd like to see them work together. Yeah. Or not TNA, ROH. Sorry, ROH, yeah. I just got a message from Greg Cherry. Oh yeah, hey man. Um, let me uh, actually let me bring this up right now. Um, I'll plug it right now. I'm gonna be a part of the wrestling trivia show. Yeah, uh, that's gonna be on June 26th. Me versus Greg Cherry, who is in the chat. Go ahead. Yes. Um, so that's uh, in a couple weeks. If you want to check that out, I'll try to plug it uh, more on my social media leading up to it. But uh. But yeah, good to see you in the chat, Greg. And uh, and also, it's a good reminder to anybody who might have trickled in after our intro. Uh, we are giving away this here um, one dollar treats to the Wrestle Rumble uh, triple belt giveaway. All you have to do is just let us know in the chat that you want an entry, and we'll give you one, uh, basically one chance at an entry. We're gonna. Bring- I just wrote it down. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna uh, we're gonna give away three of them. So, uh, oh yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, Jesse in the chat right there. Um, that's how you get one. And if you send any amount of super chat, and uh, Greg, I know that uh, super chat doesn't work for you. So if anybody sends to my PayPal, um, which if you can put my PayPal in there, Jesse. Yeah. So, um, if you send to my PayPal, just let me know in the chat that you sent on PayPal. I'll check my PayPal account, and as long as I see them oh. sitting there, um, we will treat it. The same as the super chat. You get an additional uh, two chances at an entry with any super chat uh, as well. So basically, a super chat equals three chances in a raffle to, to get an entry, um, or just by liking, commenting, or sorry, liking, uh, subscribing, and um, just commenting in the chat saying you want it, you want an entry. We'll give you a one one free. I know this sounds a little confusing, but basically, all these will be on a big be on the screen at the end of the episode and I hit a button and it'll randomly generate. We'll do it three times for three winners and I'll get you free entries for this, uh, this triple belt, uh, giveaway. So. All right. Oh. Sorry. I was trying to copy and paste and it did a bunch of numbers. Okay. PayPal.me slash fight. There we go. Perfect. Perfect. Um, Terrell says, I'd like a free restaurant line traded the rest. All right, Terrell. Yeah, I got you first. I got you first. Perfect. Uh, Greg says he likes and subscribes. So yes. Greg's on there. I know, I know Jesse Greg's keeping up with it. Yeah, I'm trying. JG's on there. Perfect. Perfect. Yes. Cool. Um, and we'll try to remind you a few more times throughout this, um, yeah. about, uh, how to get a free entry. So very much appreciated. Um, all right. Well, speaking of super chats and all that stuff, now is also one more good time to remind you. If you want your voice heard, we're about to get into our predictions for 
WWE Backlash 2020. If there is anything you want to talk about when it comes to any of these matches specifically, if there are any predictions where you want someone to win, you want someone to lose, you want someone to have a certain title, you want your voice heard on our show, if you send any amount of Super Chat, we will make sure to get your voice out there and we will do our best to deep dive on whatever that is. And it has, if it has nothing to do with WWE or Backlash, anything you send with Super Chat, we'll, we'll drop what we're talking about. We'll probably you know, try to finish our, our thought on it and then we will uh, jump right over into what you want to talk about before getting back into Backlash. So uh, the Super Chats are a way for you to control the narrative here and, and what we discuss on the show. So. <laughs> you control the narrative. We are a podcast of the people. <laughs> yes, we are for the people. Morgan and Morgan. <laughs> and also shout out, um, I hadn't mentioned, but I finally got this in. Yeah. Um, this is on Collar and Elbow's website. I don't know if they're still doing it. I would no, I want checking it out. But all proceeds for this shirt go directly to uh, the family of Shad Gaspard, who obviously you know, tragically passed away a few a few weeks back, um, getting swept away um, based on the ocean, I guess it was. Um, and yeah, uh, his, last, his last dying act was to make sure the, the lifeguard saved his son. Um, and uh, he basically had to make that choice. Like, do I do they save me or do they save my son? And he, he knew one of them was, was toast. You know, it was like, it was that kind of scenario. And he did the, you know, I'm not a parent, but he did the thing that I hope that I, the decision that I would hope yeah. to make um, in that same situation. Um, and it's really sad. I'm actually starting to kind of almost tear up a little bit just thinking about that, that how just terrifying, but he, he was a great guy and, and everything I've ever heard about him, it's been a pleasure to anyone he's ever met and, uh, stopped like, like a robbery with like his bare hands at one point. I mean, just a good guy, a good Samaritan, a good, good member of the community. And especially with all like this Black Lives Matter stuff going on. He's the kind of guy that I think really needs to be highlighted as well. He was he was a black man who who did nothing but help his community and uh, and obviously loved his family. So mm-hmm. I'm very happy to be wearing this shirt. And I also need to uh, shout out Fightful.com because you know I do their weekender podcast. And Sean Ross Sapp bought this shirt or whoever it was between Sean or or, or uh, I don't know if it was uh, Jimmy. I don't know if it was Jimmy or. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name. There's like a guy, like the guy who actually, there's like the money guy um, that actually sends oh. our money to us. It isn't Jimmy or Sean. There's like a the guy who runs Aware Ads is like where it all comes from. Oh, his name. Um, really great guy. He, he gave me a free like twenty five dollar Amazon gift card like during the pandemic. Is like, uh, oh wow, and like go get groceries if you need to kind of thing. He sent it to everyone who worked at Fightful. Um, but whoever it was, between the, the team at Fightful, I should say, they they wound up buying the shirt for anybody who wanted one um, so that there would be more money going towards uh, Shad's family. So I need to really give huge awesome. for that because they didn't have to buy this for me, but they they did. I would have bought it myself anyways because it, it, it's really going to a good cause. Um, but I wanted to put this out there. If you wanted to go to a good cause as well, um, I'd imagine that Collar and Elbow still has these available. And if they don't, there's probably still ways that you can uh, donate and, and help support uh, the family of Shad Gaspard. And I think it's a really important thing, um, a really important thing for a really, a really good guy. So, mm-hmm. um, 
Whew. All right, well, let's talk some backlash. Like, bummed oh, out. Um, all right, we're going to start off on the bottom of this card here. I'll have you go first, Jesse. We got Apollo Cool. Do you want me to go first on this? Would you rather? No, it's fine. I'll go first. <laughs> um, we got Apollo Cruz versus Andrade. This is a rematch uh, where Apollo Cruz, you know, had recently won the U.S. title from Andrade. Andrade will, of course, have Zelina Vega in his corner. This is once again for the United States Championship. Who do you have winning this match, and why? Ooh, I guess I'll, I don't have anyone yet, so I'll decide here. <laughs> Um, who I would like to win is Apollo Cruz. The reason being, while I love Andrade and I love the whole thing with Zelina Vega, um, I love her whole little crew and just kind of like the whole dynamic. It's very, um, it's very in depth, especially because they uh, got rid of Austin. They get rid of Austin Theory and uh, put him in with uh, yeah, because went to Seth, right? Yes, yeah, um, exactly. I just want to double check myself before I went on. I I love that. Yeah. I think it's great. Um, I feel like they could do like a really good like not not punishment angle, but like have <laughs> establish like, dominance over like not I don't want to be theory. like uh, what is that called BSM or whatever yeah, what is that? <laughs> yeah. Kind of shit. I don't want it to be like that, but like very like I was I don't actually I can't I don't want to say it. I was watching a documentary about a very prominent. Um, rich people religion uh-huh. and how if you don't like perform well um they send you to this prison and they make you do all this horrible stuff i'm not saying that andrade should do that but i'm saying like kind of like drop down and give me 20 kind of thing um, yeah like fraternity kinda, like send him to like go do like some hardcore conditioning like you didn't win like and if he wins on like a roll-up have him practice you know getting out of the roll-up or whatever. Like, I feel like there's so much... Like, Andrade, like, wouldn't... A loss wouldn't hurt him. He could almost benefit from it. And plus, I want to see Apollo Crews have a proper championship defense on pay-per-view. Um, I feel like that would be great. I feel like that's really strong for Apollo. He won the championship. He deserves to defend it and win. I feel like he's a great person. He's a great wrestler. He's fantastic. He's incredibly talented. He's athletic. I love his style. I've always loved Apollo Crews, and I was really bummed out when he kind of faded away a little bit. I'm glad that he's back, so I'd like to see him defend. I'm going to go ahead and say Apollo Crews defends his championship and retains and wins. I don't know how, but he's going to win. I'm with you. I think Apollo Crews retains as well. Um, I just don't think it would make a lot of sense for him to get that big win over Andrade for the belt and then just drop it right away because then that kind of puts him right back in the spot he was in before he won the title, um, which doesn't really help anybody. Um, I'm interested with, with Andrade, though. I'm, like, really interested because this is one this is one line of thinking that the WWE's booking does often that I just cannot stand, where they have a really bad habit of people who lose secondary titles going on to challenge for the world title afterwards. It makes no sense to me. It's, it's, it seems way too often that somebody loses the United States Championship or the Intercontinental Championship and then, like, loses the rematch or whatever it is, and then they're the number one contender for the world title after that, coming off of a loss. I don't... I just don't understand the line of thinking with that. 
Yeah. Um, there are certain ways you can do those scenarios that, that make sense. Perfect example, um, for those of you keeping up with Impact Wrestling, which I'd imagine probably isn't many people, but I'd recommend it. They've actually, it's a super hit or miss type of show um, weekly. Um, there are certain things that frustrate the hell out of me, like seeing Johnny Swinger on the show in 2020 and stuff. Like, like the Sandman will pop up occasionally and like Sabu and stuff. And I'm just like, all right, I've had, I don't need to see. I love these guys 20 years ago, but like, I don't really need to see this now when they have the amount of talent they have when they got Willie Mack and Rich Swan and in the Rascals and Ace Austin and Tessa Blanchard and Michael Elgin and Eddie Edwards. And I mean, the list goes, the list goes on and on. Just all this amazing talent that Impact Wrestling has. And one thing that they've done recently, which I really like, is Ace Austin was the exhibition champion. And he was killing it, having great matches. And then Willie Mack beat him for the exhibition title, which I really like because I, I, they need to push Willie Mack. They need to push Ace Austin yeah. Willie Mack. But, like, Willie Mack would have really been hurt by not being able to beat Ace Austin because he had had some chances at it. So, anyways, to make a long story short, Ace Austin lost the exhibition championship. Willie Mack is the new exhibition champion. Oh, mm-hmm. but you still have Ace Austin here who you can tell is like a future star for the company and should be in the title picture. So they did this whole tournament this past few weeks that Ace Austin eventually won the whole tournament to become the normal contender for the heavyweight title. So it's like, it makes total sense. Like you lost the secondary title and you're not just getting a title shot like you lost, but now you've beaten, like, three top contenders in a tournament, and now it makes sense. Like, you're right back up there for a title shot. Um, but WWE doesn't do that. What will yeah. happening is Apollo Cruz will probably beat Andrade, like, clean, or, like, very close to clean. And, like, the next night on Raw, Andrade will come out and attack Drew McIntyre, and somehow he'll just... Or even, like, Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins loses to, to uh, Kevin Owens at WrestleMania, and then he's the normal contender for... Yeah. Like, it doesn't make any sense. No, it's weird. It's weird booking. It's not even 50-50 booking. It's just bad. Yeah. But 50-50 booking is a big part of the problem of what makes it bad. Yeah. Um, because nobody gets elevated beyond anybody else. Like, in AEW, we're already seeing, like, like a totem pole, like tiers of like clearly win loss record. Right, exactly. There's an actual contender system on for in, and it's pretty clear who like the main event level talent is, who kind of the upper mid carters are, the mid carters, the lower talent, the jobbers. Like you can kind of, and that's actually how it should be. Not everybody yeah, should yeah. be on the same level because that's how you build people to where you. Yeah. About people, like when Marco Stunt eventually gets like a big singles win over someone, it's gonna be a really, really big deal. Like when when Brandon Cutler and uh, Peter Avalon wrestle each other, which I'm assuming will be whenever there's crowds. Like one of those two guys, like there's gonna be a, a massive pop to see somebody get a win, even though. Yes. And then it establishes like, okay, well you're still pretty much jobbers, but like, okay, you're better than that guy. And now if you ever have a rematch down the line, like there's, there's, there's levels to it. And there should be, there should be, I yeah, talk yeah. about the, the indie wrestling totem pole constantly on the weekend where I've got kind of like my handful of guys that I'm like, these people are ready for television. So like 
you got like your Mance Warners and your Matthew Justices, your Kurt Stallions, and there's a handful of people where it's like, these people can get signed right now to any company. Warhorse Jay Parnell's getting real close right there. Um, yes. Holding back Warhorses, he just hasn't been doing it very long. He's still like pretty, but he's incredible with where he's at. So, yes, he's so good. So there's, there's like this whole group that are like ready right now. But then there's some people kind of underneath where I'm like, if that guy got signed, I don't, I don't know how it's going to turn out. But that's how it works. Because guess what? Mance will get signed. Justice will get signed. All these guys will get signed. And then that's your opportunity. Same with someone like Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega was always kind of that, that mid-carter, upper mid-carter guy. Then AJ gets signed. Everyone else gets signed. Shinsuke gets signed. Blah, blah, blah. Now Kenny Omega has his chance to be the top guy and goes out there and has the best matches we've ever seen in history. Like, that's how it works. That's why you need these levels. Everybody can't just all be on the same level. And he does a really bad job with that. They have, like, three people above everybody else, and everyone else is the same. It's a healthy transition when people either move on or age out or, like, you know what I mean? Like, you build these people, like, you know, you said AJ Ishinsuke, and they they leave because they're at the top. It's a healthy way. It's like a healthy stacking system so that you always will have these talents that will keep building and building it's just it's a way it's like a progression that works yes it's it's something where like um Corey said Mance Warner's MLW yeah yeah I, I mean like a major promotion MLW is great like there's there's a lot of really good talent in MLW and I'm very happy for the people who are signed to MLW it's a very good place to work but what I mean is more, you know, mainstream as far as, like, WWE, AEW, something like that. Even, like, New Japan. Um, even, like, Ring of Honor, I would, you know, still considered to be bigger than MLW and stuff at the moment. And Impact. Mm-hmm. Um, Warhorse with Dan Housen and ROH should be awesome. Yeah, um, they're doing a lot. I thought Dan Housen wasn't ROH. Dan Housen's already there, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Warhorse hasn't, hasn't been wrestling there. At least, at least not yet. He's uh, he's great. I was at like one of his first matches. I remember his mom was in the crowd. She was, sick. um, and he was just this kind of like little kind of ch- I shouldn't say chubby, but you know what? he was like he was like a lot of baby fat. He was like a little kid. Like the mm-hmm. Warhorse wrestle, he couldn't have been older than twenty years old. I mean, I I don't even know how old he is now, but he was like a kid out there. And that guy's hard work is just he built his own gym in his garage. I mean, out of like. Wow like cement and just random objects like to like I just uh but anyway um I guess we can move on from uh from all that but yeah we both got, <laughs> we both got Apollo um next up we have the triple threat tag team match for the women's championship the women's tag team championships I should say uh the new champions Sasha and Bailey defending against former champions Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, and I guess you say former, former champions, uh, the Iconics, mm-hmm. Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. I'm up first on this prediction. I'm going to say that Bailey and Sasha keep the titles. I don't know why you would stop the momentum that the the two of them currently have. Um, they, they seem to get a lot more buzz than any of the other women right now. Um, I see most like social media talking about Bailey and Sasha. Um so, yeah, I'm just going to say it doesn't make any sense to take the belts off them. So I'm going to say that they retain. What are you thinking? Yeah, I'd have to agree. I loved their little photo shoot where they were on the floor crying. I thought that was great. Um, what, like, to me, I feel like they got to do something. Remember, like, 
And I know, I know that they followed up with this with the slap when Billy Kay slapped Peyton. And I know that Billy Kay got into the ring and they she forgave her and it was all that. But I feel like that that happened for a reason. I mean, obviously it's WWE and maybe they just did that to make us go, ooh. But I feel like they need to do something with that like tension or something, tease that. I, I can't see the Iconics ever splitting up though. I just don't, they, they, just either the amount of singles run just doesn't work. Bell Black Subliss and Nikki Cross. I mean, I mean, I like them, but they've been champions for a long time. I feel like you said Bailey and Sasha add a, add a new element to it. I feel like it's fun, it's new, it's exciting. While, of course, you know, a bunch of champions retaining, it's like, oh, okay, whatever. But I feel like they need to. I know Sasha has a reputation of not, you know, defending properly her titles, and I feel like she needs to probably at least defend this title with Bailey. I feel like that would help. And I feel, and I feel like there's like always a tension between Bailey and Sasha. Sasha. Ooh, is Bailey gonna or is Sasha gonna turn on Bailey? Uh, I think I just think it works. I feel like they're gonna retain. They're so powerful. They have, and this is no insult to them. They have strong egos. I can't wait to. I just I can perfectly picture them gloating with this with these titles after they win them, after they defend them and retain. I can just see it. It just works. It works. They they work right now. So yeah, I'm gonna say they retain. I wouldn't even mind, I think we talked about it before, if Sasha were to, to beat Asuka for the Raw Women's Championship. and They they would have all of them. Like a two-man power trip, like power. Right. And Triple H. Because that was a great storyline that got cut short because of Triple H's injury. But there was, uh, you know, I could see something like that maybe playing out with Sasha and Bailey. They hold all the titles, and then maybe eventually one turns on the other. But I don't really see the need to turn either right now. Like, they're a good tag team. Um... And, I mean, I'll also say this. I'm just going to be dead honest. The Iconics might be the worst in-ring workers in the whole company. <laughs> I mean, it's... Like, I love their act, though. Well, no, but a lot of people like their act. Um, but it's, like... But, yeah. Thing, I'm like, this is... It's just so bad. I can't remember which... Comedy. Word. I think it's Billy Kay. One, one of the two is, like, exceptionally bad in the ring. Like, to where, like, it's... Uh, like, Billy Kay. Billy Kay. Yeah, I think, yeah. That's probably the one I'm, I'm thinking of as well. I love her so much, but girl. Well, it's one of those where I can't remember because as I'm watching it, like, something will happen, and I'll just completely zone out. I'm just like, all right, I'm, I can't. Like, I'm, I'm going to lose my mind if I keep watching this. You're going to be joking me. You're going to be joking. Yeah. Joking me. Uh, oh, iconic. Oh, iconic. Whatever they do. Joking. For me. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Break your whole mic set up. Um, uh, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, so they're both solid in the ring. Like, I have no problems there. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Peter Davis says Peyton is good. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I now that I'm thinking about it more, yeah, it's, it's really more so Billy Kay um, than Peyton. But, uh, Either way, not a really big fan of the team. Especially like Jesse was saying, if they, if they actually split up and had a singles match, oh, imagine how bad that singles match is going to be. What a waste of everybody's time. You could have Peyton with Billy as the manager, I guess. That'd be okay. I, I mean, that would actually probably be the best case scenario. But they wouldn't have to split, you know? Right, they wouldn't have to split for that, right? Yeah, I don't know. Probably giving this too much thought as it is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let us know. I'll just mention because I see some new people in the chat. Um, any super chat that you send while we're doing these predictions, 
whether it's uh, your prediction you want heard or you have a question, comment, statement, whatever it is. Um, if you send any amount of Super Chat, we will make sure to make your voice heard on our show and we will dive as deep as we can on uh, whatever you want us to talk about. And by commenting with a, uh, or by Super Chatting, you also wind up getting uh, three opportunities at an entry. We're going to be doing a raffle, basically a, a random raffle for a chance to get into this raffle at the end of the show. Um, and if you want one shot in that raffle, all you have to do is uh, like the video, subscribe to the channel, and just comment saying, I liked and subscribe. That's all you need to do. So we're giving away stuff uh, throughout today's episode, uh, or at the end of the episode. Um, but just letting you all know if you happen to be uh, new to the chat, since we've mentioned. Yes, if you're new and I haven't seen your name before, um, and you, you know, you say, "Oh, I subscribed." Well, I'd love to see because if you subscribe right now, your name pops up. So, yeah, I know yes. a lot of people have already been subscribed, so that's okay. But uh, right, don't be, don't be trying. <laughs> right. Well, like a lot of y'all, we already. Yeah, like yeah, a lot we already recognize know. a lot of y'all for like the people that are in here often. Um, mm-hmm. Shamrat said I did super two super chat. Yeah. Oh yes, yeah. and you've so got a ton of entries. Trust yeah, me. Yeah, so you've already got yeah, you already got six. Yeah, I think hold on, I think on seven. There. One, two, three, four, five. Because I did two for the super chats, and then one, so four for the super chats, and then one for the comment. Give a. Give, um, who was it? Um, well, I'm losing my train of thought now because I'm watching the chat. It, who, who, who was that that we were just talking about with the, uh, sorry, that's that again? Shamrat? Yes, Shamrat. Yeah. We were, um, give him one extra one. One of his super chats was like 10 bucks. If, yeah. if you, not, not that I want this to be something where you feel pressured, but if you give us like $10, yeah. I'll give you a couple extra chances. And once again, these are yeah. our entries we're giving out. Um, if you if you give a super chat of $10 or more, we'll give you a couple extra yeah. chances. I, I added one. Yeah. Yeah. But even like I said, even like we said before, even if it's like a one or a $2 super chat, whatever the minimum on there is, you're still yeah, good. Oh, Corey, oh, thank you. Lots of love, prayers, and positive your way, Jesse. Thank you. I appreciate that, Corey. And thank you for always being involved and tweeting and messaging. And you are just an encyclopedia of information that we really do appreciate. I swear to God, anytime we have a question and Corey is in the chat, he answers it. Like, it's amazing. And we appreciate you so much, Corey. So thank you. Yes, thank you, Corey. And I actually saw you say something earlier, and I'll, uh, I'll actually touch on it now because you didn't really... Um, ask a question or anything with your super chat. Um, I saw him mentioning earlier in the chat something about uh, Kenny Omega versus Davey Richards. For those of you who like maybe have never seen some like old school Kenny Omega from his days in Ring of Honor, and some of you may not even be like familiar with Davey Richards, um, I would highly recommend checking out both of their stuff, um, especially like their matches against each other. Um, that's one thing that I really appreciate about Corey is he's he's very knowledgeable about like. Yes. Early two thousands indie wrestling, which is, um, or even like you know, like around like the two thousand tens era and stuff, is, um, you know, a lot of people don't probably don't realize Davy Richards at one point was like the next, not you know in his personal life, but in ring he was like the next like Chris Benoit. Like this guy was incredible, uh, especially during his Ring of Honor run. Uh, he had some matches with Seth Rollins when he was Tyler Black that that like basically got me back into indie wrestling after I'd been kind of out for a little while. 
Um, so huge, huge shout out to Corey for, uh, for getting names like that out there in the chat. Um, and thank you. You are appreciated. Yes. Very much appreciated. Thank you. Um, oh boy. Here we go. Up next we got Jeff Hardy versus Seamus. Um, you're first on this and it's apropos because you have the, uh, the background there. Um, I guess you can give me any thoughts. I mean, if you want to talk about the storyline, feel free. Um, uh, whatever you want to talk about here, but you, uh, the floor, the floor is yours. Uh, what do you think about Jeff Hardy and Seamus? Sorry, I got acid reflux thinking about that. Um. <laughs> That's a very sweet D from Always Sunny thing right there. It's going to end in DQ. No one wins. <laughs> okay. Good There's going to be a piss... A piss revenge storyline or something that's going to end in DQ. Jeff Hardy's going to win by DQ. I do not like this storyline. I hate it. I kind of, okay. Hmm. I kind of love it because it's so trash. I love it. Like, in that way. Like, I would love this if Jeff Hardy didn't have the history that he did. And I know people are like, it's okay, he signed off on it. He had to sign. I swear to God, I don't know if there's some MK Ultra experiment going on right now with WWE where if they say signed off on it, like, people will agree with it. He signed off on it. He signed off on it. It's got to be okay. Jeff Hardy agreed to it. It's okay. Cool. I get it. He probably agreed to it because Vince McMahon told him to. Like, I cannot speak for Jeff Hardy. But if... If I were in WWE, okay, okay. I'm in I'm WWE, WWE, and WWE, if Vince McMahon comes to me and says, we're going to put you in a uh, really, really super, super trashy eating disorder, disorder anorexia, anorexia angle. angle. And for and those of you that don't know, I've fought anorexia for since I was diagnosed in late 2008, um, been hospitalized from 2009 basically to 2011, got down to 60 pounds, almost died, was hospitalized. My entire my pregnancy, pregnancy with my daughter, daughter sucked. sucked. I would say, hell no. Hell no. Then I then think I Vince McMahon would show me my contract, contract, show me how much money I'm making, and say, that would be that real, that would be really terrible if, you know, no. you didn't do this. And I'd be like, okay, fine, I'll do it. Like, and I would hate it. Not saying that's not, that's what happened, but I just don't feel like the whole, he signed off on it, so it's got to be okay thing is cool. Like, that doesn't... It's very invalidating to how some people feel. I don't get this. I don't get this. I mean, it's a little trashy. Yeah, a little bit. So it's kind of funny. I mean, I guess I'm kind of hypocritical for saying I hate it, but here it is as my background. So I do kind of love it. I'm like, I'm like but, but I know, I know here's the thing, I know that I can laugh, laugh at it, and I know that it's, like, not serious, and it's not something, like, alcoholism and drug addiction are not something that affects me personally, so I'm able to disconnect from that and laugh at it, but I know that there are a lot of people out there who do struggle, who do see Jeff Hardy struggles, and kind of related to like their own and see him continue to beat it and try and beat it and root for him while trying to fight their own demons and to see this play out i feel like i know a few people myself who think it's very insulting um so that just kind of hurt me and it bothers me the p thing was funny okay the p thing was really funny i mean that's just that's just classic funny 
It's, it's just classic it's funny, funny poop, poop, potty, potty humor, humor, duty farts. <laughs> like, like, super I'll be back silly. in like two seconds. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just super it's silly. silly. Super, super funny. funny. Like, like, you know, that's you know not actually pee, but it's like, oh. oh. And okay, okay, who pees that, that much for a drug test? You don't need that. You need this much. You don't need to fill up a damn beaker like you're going to go put it on a damn Damn. Bunsen burner like for real that's ridiculous and he also looks really really dehydrated his pee was very dark it looks like water here so I'm just going to say it's water Um, for YouTube purposes I don't just there's no winners here it's funny it's silly like I said I can disconnect I can disconnect from the reality of a drunk driver, but I also have a cousin who was in prison for four years because he his blood alcohol level was way, way over the limit. And he crashed his car and he killed his passenger. And he spent, I had to visit him for months in ICU and I will never forget the pain that he was in. They stopped counting his broken bones on 50. And, and he, he had his had stomach, stomach cut open, open and they, they, couldn't they couldn't close it because his internal bleeding was so severe. So, so that whole thing was disgusting, disgusting to me, the whole, the whole crash of car or whatever. But, but the, the, the pee thing is funny. funny. So, so there are, there no, are no winners here. here. I just I say it's a DQ. Um, I hope that it gets to funnier, trashy levels. Let's just go to farts. Farts are funny. Farts don't offend anyone. Let's just... Like, like have, have farts, farts and, and I don't know. I hate, I hate this. this and I love, I love it, it at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, I'll admit I haven't watched SmackDown like at all lately. So like I've just been keeping up with like the storylines through just reading or like listening to like like Sean and and all them on Fightful like talking about you know the reviews or like whatever they say like uh like whatever Brian Alvarez is talking about or whatever Meltzer like. That's pretty much been my extent of, like, knowing what's going on in SmackDown lately. And, of course, they're going to be, like, overly critical on most of this stuff. Um, so I don't really know how bad it's been versus, like, you know, I don't know. But, I mean, it's definitely a bad look. I don't, I don't, I don't know why they would do this, especially so close to, like, Dark Side of the Ring. Because, like, this is kind of... God, I know. You know? It kind of seems completely, like... You know what I mean? Like, now of all times, like, like they just uh, the whole thing on Road death. Warriors. Like, the Road Warriors, they, they did this storyline with Aunt, with Hawk, with his alcoholism and stuff, and, like, they didn't talk about it on that episode, but WCW did a very similar angle with Scott Hall, where he was coming out, and he was drinking beer and, like, acting drunk because it was playing off of the fact that he was actually an alcoholic in real life. So, I don't know why they're, uh, why they're doing this, and I'll also say this, I'm not judging Jeff Hardy, I actually had a pretty similar upbringing to him as far as, like, we both lost our moms, like, very young to, like, illness and stuff like that, and, like, I I know, like, even for myself, like, you know, I've experimented with plenty of drugs myself, and, like, a lot for, like, that same reason, where you're kind of, like, trying to, like, figure life out, and, like, you're hurt from, from that, and, like, you're trying to deal with all this stuff, and, um, and for me, you know, weed was great, and I still, you know, allegedly, you know, might partake in that um, often still. But, like, it's one of these things where the kind of the reservation I have with Jeff Hardy doing a storyline like this 
is like even if he's clean at the moment, it's just like and once again I'm not judging the guy. I just it's hard for me to believe he's just like always gonna be clean or if he even is like currently actually clean or not. And what I mean by clean is like like weed's legal in like most states now, so I don't really even consider that like yeah, no, that's a bad thing. But if he's the kind of guy that likes to do other stuff, which you know he he has in the past, um, I guess I guess my reservation is like let's say he has some sort of like real life relapse because he's had his issue with like drinking and driving throughout the years and in substance abuse throughout the years and stuff. And once again, like I I I can relate. I under I understand kind of where his where his head's at to an extent. I feel like and. He probably just deals with a lot of stuff every day, and he, he does he does drugs to kind of keep his mind off. And once again, I'm not like I'm also not advocating people go out there and, and do illegal drugs or anything. I'm just saying I kind of get it. And he's like this very artsy, creative guy, and it just it just kind of all. I guess my point is like, if later this year Jeff Hardy got pulled over again and and he was drinking and driving, or he got he got drug tested for whatever reason by the WWE and they found like mushrooms in his system or something like whatever it is. Um, they're going to look really, really, really bad for putting this on television. Mm-hmm. He has enough of a history of, of whether you want to call it messing up or getting caught or whatever you want to classify it as his whole instability, I guess. Yeah. And his whole career has been like that. Like he left the WWE initially because of substance abuse issues and he wouldn't go to rehab. He went to TNA and basically got let go from the, well, he had like multiple stints in TNA because of his substance abuse. And like I mentioned the sting match earlier and, and all that. And it's like, even with WWE, like recently, you know, he had like a recent thing with, uh, with like a DUI situation and stuff. And it's like, Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about WWE's creative process? Can't recognize that, like, because of his lifelong pattern of this stuff, chance, I'm hoping it doesn't happen, but, like, the odds are at some point in the future, Jeff Hardy will run into some other kind of issue with this kind of stuff at some point. And, mm-hmm. and when that happens, if it does, everyone's it's going to look at, bad. Yeah, everyone's going to point directly at this, this type of storyline and be like, Okay, well, how mad are you really at this? You were exploiting his addiction problems yes. for money. That's the perfect way they're exploiting, they're exploiting it. Yeah. That. So, I, I, I just think one thing like if Jeff Hardy like never fails another drug test in his life, never gets another deal in his life. Great. That's great. This storyline could be a great blow off to that whole uh, part of Jeff Hardy's life. But he's also the kind of guy where, like, I'm going to be dead honest. Like, if the guy wants to sit around and and do artwork and smoke weed and, and eat psilocybin mushrooms and, and drop acid or whatever, whatever this guy's into, I really don't care. I'm pretty liberal when it comes yeah. to that kind of stuff. So, like, I personally don't care what Jeff Hardy's doing in his personal life. But you can't be going around drunk driving because that puts other people in danger. Yeah, that's, other people like, that's bad. But, uh... But yeah, anyway, I guess I guess the bigger my bigger point here is I don't know why they're why they feel like they need to do all this, especially this feud with Sheamus, like regardless who really at the end of the day who really cares who wins. <laughs> like, I mean, it's Sheamus and Jeff Hardy. Both guys are totally established with WWE. Like they're both upper mid card to main event guys perennially. So I don't you didn't need all this. You could have just built it up as Sheamus versus Jeff Hardy and it still would have been the same 
interest level, probably. So I, it just seems unnecessary, I guess, as far as. Far do you think that that? Do you think the colored water that he threw on Seamus was warm? <laughs> I don't know why that was going through my head. I think he actually pissed in it. I think that was. No, it was not. If he was, he needs to go drink some water. Yeah. Wait, I think. I think wrestling is real. I think it's all real. Actually. Oh my god, I can't believe he did that. That was. He is pink eye now. How do they get a real doctor to, like, do that in the ring with them, too? That's pretty. That's a HIPAA violation right there. It definitely a HIPAA violation. Uh, Maria May, she needs to be signed to AEW. She's super hot. I have, uh, I've actually talked with her. Yeah. And, um, she was supposed to come on my podcast, like, this is at least a year ago, and she no-showed, so I'm gonna definitely, oh, Damn. But, uh, but yeah, she, uh, she's super hot. I, I don't know how good she is in the ring. I haven't really like, kept up with her ring work, but, uh, she is very, <laughs> she is very <laughs> Um, Speaking of ladies. Well, you want to move on? <laughs> um, I'm taking Jeff Hardy to win, by the way. Oh, you are? Okay. Yeah. I, I think that Jeff Hardy will challenge. no winners. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I think that Jeff Hardy will get into, like, the world title mix again sometime soon. Um, I hope so. Especially for this <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, for one thing, it's it's like they can't really have him lose because then it just makes him look like a giant loser drug addict. And then, uh, oh my God, you're right. And then, uh, I also feel like they, every time they have Jeff Hardy, I feel like they're trying to get the absolute most they can out of him <clears throat> before he inevitably either messes up again or like leaves the company. Because I mean, if Matt's over in AEW, there's maybe a- this is reverse psychology. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, up next, we have Asuka defending the Raw Women's Championship against Nia Jax. Um, I'm up first on this one. I mean, I'm going to take Asuka to retain just because I, no matter no matter who it is, I, I refuse to choose Nia Jax to win a match. Yeah. I just can't do it. It'd be like me picking the Green Bay Packers to, to win a football game, which is never going to happen. Um... It'd be some Vikings fan. I was putting. Yeah, yeah. I, I got choose. that reference. Yeah, right. I I can't just I can't root for. I can't like, even on my fantasy football teams. I'm playing fantasy football for like whatever it is, like between probably twelve and fifteen seasons or something. And never once on my roster have I had a bear, a lion, or a packer. Like no one in the NFC North with my Vikings. I cannot root for these. Uh, like I don't want. I know it's really hard for me to pick Wolverines. I can't yeah, pick something right. that went there. I can't. I'm glad I don't have that level of allegiance with the college football because that would limit my. Oh, you would have no one. More. Lose. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna take Oscar. Really funny. My brother, who I keep talking about, like he's once again a very casual wrestling fan. We were talking about Dark Side of the Ring earlier. Um, he watched the New Jack episode of Dark Side with me. And he had never seen New Jack before in his life. Oh, God. And he, he like, still talks about it. This was, like, months ago. Yeah. He talks about it where he's, like, he's, like, that guy was such a piece of shit. Like, <laughs> he's, like, this guy, like, he's, like, you know, I, I think we're already demonetized this time. But he's, like, he's, like, F this guy. Like, this guy's supposed to be, like, rehearsed. Or not rehearsed, but, you know, he's supposed to be protecting. Even, like, my brother, like, understands he's supposed to be protecting your opponent. And this guy's just going out there and. 
and you know hurting everybody um you know not even for real but my brother calls Nia Jax New Jax oh because oh, every man. time he's over and Nia Jax wrestles a match and someone gets hurt oh my god he's always like She's the new version of New Jack, where she just goes out there and just throws people around and hurts them, and just it just nothing happens. Everyone's still. I love that. Yeah, so we've been calling her New Jacks for a little while. Oh. Um, but yeah, I'm taking Oscar. What, what, what do you got? I'm taking Nia. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, of course, I'm taking Oscar. I'm gonna be pissed. Simple. Right. Um, yeah, I just. Uh, Oh, but I, ah, oh my god, that's a fly in here. These two oh had a god, decent god. match in NXT, though. I do remember that for the NXT Women's Championship. So, I mean, if they can replicate that, I mean, I, I, I'll be happy with that. Yeah, me too, but I want Nasco in. But she's. Mi- oh my god, what if. Okay. What if Asuka's like ready to like lose and then Kyrie Zane comes walking out and gets her revenge on Nia Jax for all the crap that she put her through and then Asuka's able to pin her? Or submit her. I'd be okay with that. Be That'd be cool. I uh, I just don't want to see Nia Jax win and get the. No. I want to see it be this all be rewarded, like, because that's the thing too with uh, with like my brother talking about like New Jack and stuff is like what he really can't understand is how all these wrestlers that talk about New Jack, not all of them, but, but the majority of them, like how like they praise the guy. Like that, this guy was like awesome, and they loved they loved working with him, and they loved him being a part of the locker room and, and all this stuff. You gotta fly there. <laughs> yeah, sorry. You're good. Um, but it's uh, it's one of those scenes where he doesn't understand like all this praise that New Jack gets from like fans and and other wrestlers when he was like out there just like, I mean, there was the one dude where he brought a blade to the ring in his pocket and just started stabbing the dude in the forehead in the middle of the match. It's like. Nobody, nobody agreed to this. This is a literal assault, like happening in a wrestling ring, and, uh, and it's the same kind of idea. Not to the same extent with Nia, because like Nia's not out there stabbing people, but like it's the same kind of thought process where it's like, how many people does she have to go out there and like injure and like still it's get shots? Being yeah, damn. Uh, what's uh, that what's called? called? The thing you hit. hit. At the birthdays. Pinata. Oh, pinata, yeah. With the yeah. Yeah. Andre Fine says, yeah, baby Skull Nation. Skull. Hell yeah. Um, Just got a uh my brother's actually at Michael's right now, the you know, the, the arts and crafts yeah, place or whatever. Um he asked me if I needed some picture frames. I just got a bunch more eight by tens I need to put up. And one of them is a uh DeAndre, like this, it's an old school, it's a, from 1998, it's a Randall Cunningham, um, autograph, uh, it's the, it's the cover of, uh, Sports Illustrated, like, the year that we were making that run in 1998, uh, where we, you know, made it to the NFC Championship and lost to the Falcons because Gary Anderson missed his first field goal all season, um, still haunts me to this day, but I yeah. some, some new Vikings autographs in there and stuff, so I'm pretty pretty happy about that. Wow. Yeah, and a bunch of wrestling autographs, too. Um, so, happy about putting those up. Um, up next, we've got Braun Strowman. 
I didn't even know this match was happening. Okay, so yeah. Braun Strowman defending the Universal Championship against The Miz and Morrison in a handicap match. I the, All I've seen about this is that slime video. That's it. Um, oh, yeah. That's it. That's all I know about this. Um, you're first on the prediction. Uh, who do you think wins this one? Do you think Braun Strowman retains, or do you think The Miz and Morrison become co-Universal Champions? Braun Strowman wins. Oh my god, I just realized we've had all the champions retain. Yeah, anyways. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Just this match makes... This feels sloppy. I'm I'm trying not to be negative, but it feels sloppy. Why? I mean, it's funny. Okay, I like the goofs. But... I hate this. Why are there no tag team championship matches on this card? Like, well, the women, but yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, like men. I don't know who the champions are. The New Day and. It's the New Day and and, uh, uh, Street Profits. Street Profits, that's right. But I don't like this. It seems weird. This seems like a placeholder. Damn. Um. I hate, I hate it. it. Um, um, like Miz and Morrison, Braun Strowman's meh. I actually just got a Miz and Morrison shirt. My husband got it for me. I was like, thanks. Um, <laughs> just. <laughs> you were like. <laughs> <laughs> you were real stoked. <laughs> Clearly, really stoked to get. Well, he got me a whole bunch. Like, he got me this Otis yeah. shirt, too. It's really it's big. Really big. No, yes. Yeah, it's... <laughs> well, so funny. Yeah, like, yeah, thanks. Yeah. I, mean, I, I'll, okay, Ms. Morrison. Yeah. Hey, hey, ho, ho. <laughs> the thing with the the thing with Morrison to me is like the dude left WWE years, like a decade ago or whatever it was, right? And then like went out there and like completely rebuilt his name on the Indies and especially in Impact Wrestling as like their long term heavyweight champion and all this stuff. Then he comes to the WWE and he's like right back to where he was before he left the WWE. Like, you're you're ready to get jobbed out in a handicap match. Yeah, what? I remember him him coming out in the Royal Rumble and Brock just like throwing him out of the ring in like ten seconds, and I was like, all right, well that's what they still think of Morrison. Nothing changed. Don't know why you signed that contract, buddy. Unless I mean, you probably got paid good money. I can't knock him for that. Yeah, I would sign for money. But yeah, I yeah, saw I someone said, uh, JZ, JGZ said, uh, uh Braun retains and Athena attacks Braun. I feel like that, that makes sense. sense. I feel like, I feel like it's, it's been, been how many weeks since JoJo, JoJo had another had baby? baby? Okay, okay, seriously, seriously. Bray, Wyatt, Bray Wyatt, give that, that woman, woman a rest. She just, she just had, had a baby, baby and, and now she just had another. another. Give her, her body, body some time. Um, congratulations, by the way. Um, that would be that would really be cool. cool. I think that'd be a good way to get the fame back yeah, into the picture. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good idea as well. Because um, I feel like that's really the only place they can go with any of this. Is like, it's got to all lead to Wyatt getting that belt back out of the Fiend. And, I mean, I'd even be okay if, like, I could see a scenario where they have Jeff Hardy, like, challenge The Fiend for the title at some point, because that's a really easy storyline to play off of all this stuff, you know? Um, so that could be good. Um, but yeah, I've got Braun Strowman as well. I, there, 
As this man's theme song says, I think there's no chance in hell that Ben uh, Morrison win this match. There's just not happening. Um, really dumb match, by the way. I don't, I don't know how you yeah. have something better um, than that. But I'm taking a picture for my mommy. <laughs> um, JG says kickoff matches will probably be announced later today or sometime tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, I have no idea what they're even leaning towards with, uh, I haven't been paying close enough attention to know. But, like, how is there, like, how is Seth not on this show? Like, how is... Right? This show is weird. Pretty glaring omissions. Even, like, Umberto Carrillo, who, like, I mean, they focus a lot of the show around him, and he's very good in the ring. Um, maybe he'll be on the kickoff or something. I don't know. But I feel like some of those guys kind of deserve to be on this, um, and aren't on the show. Yeah. Terrell says okay. Elias is sadly gone for yeah, yeah, he just keeps getting hurt. It's so unfortunate. It's kind of good for... I mean, not good. No, it isn't good. Yeah, no, no, I get what you're saying. But, um, it's... It's it's good from the sense of, like, they never really do anything with Elias as far as in-ring anyways. Like, he's won some matches. You know, like, he beat Corbin and stuff and whatnot, but, like... He's a proud hype man. Right, exactly. Like he, he's really more used as exactly what you just said. Like you know, you give him a couple segments to go out there and like get a bunch of heat or you know pops or whatever it is. Like through what he does in the ring as like a character, um, it isn't that important for his character that he's out there having like good matches or long matches or really even any matches at all. It's really more about like honestly, what I'd do with him, I'd have him. Like, even if he's injured, but if he can still, like, move around and not really risk getting hurt worse, I'd have him manage somebody. Like, in you know, he could use, like, his guitar. Like, if, like, his person is, you know, down and out, about to lose the match, he can, you know, crack him with a guitar, you know, Jeff Jarrett style, and, you know, yeah. the person can win. And so there's a lot they can still do with Elias as a character, even if he isn't wrestling in the ring. Um, so, but, yeah, it is... It is Sad to see somebody who just, I mean, he's constantly getting hurt. Um, um, next we have the World, or the WWE Championship match, I should say. Drew McIntyre defending against Bobby Lashley. Um, I touched on this a little bit earlier on the show, so my prediction is already pretty much out there. I've got Drew McIntyre retaining, but I do think that Bobby Lashley and and MVP is a good pairing. We talked about that earlier. I'd even be good with uh, MVP, like, recruiting more people because, like, he's been linked to that one tag team a little bit. Um, I can't remember the names. It was, like, that random tag team that beat Ricochet and Cedric Alexander, uh, like, a handful of weeks ago. Um, The dude who hit the big boot. Like, he pinned Ricochet after a big boot. can't remember. Yeah. No. But uh, I think Shane Thorne is one of them. The guy used to be in the... Yes! Oh! Oh. Shane Thorne. Thorne. Generic creator wrestler, but he's big. I I can't remember his name. But he looks like just a standard... Huh? I always like... I did this wrong. I was wrong. Um, I'm always wrong. uh, (laughs) Brandon Vick and Shane Thorne. Thank you. Uh, Ah. Yes, Brandon Vick was the person I couldn't think of. Um, looks athletic, but he just kind of, he reminds me very much of, like, kind of the generation of guys I was talking about way earlier in the show, kind of like the ruthless aggression, like Chris Masters-looking type dudes. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but, yeah, I could see, like, Brandon Vick and Shane Thorne, like, if they if they stay aligned to MVP, 
I do like that they're doing more of the stuff with these stables in the WWE again. And, and it's working for AEW big time currently as well. So, and it's been working in NXT, especially with like the Undisputed Era and stuff. So, like, um, if they can build a little stable around uh, MVP as like the manager, I'm, I'm think that's how MVP is best served at this point. Like, he's yeah, okay in the ring. He still like gets the job done in the ring, but it, he's a very good mouthpiece, especially for someone like Bobby Lashley who has difficulty on the microphone. Um, I will never forget him calling uh, Finley. You remember he? he did. No, I don't remember that. So Bobby Lashley, it was like one of the first times I feel like that Bobby Lashley really was on the microphone, and he was being built as like this. I mean, the next Brock Lesnar, basically. And I think he was already the ECW oh. champion. Like they really, like they really built up Bobby Lashley. They're really trying to, you know, even at one point, you know, he was like the representative for Donald Trump against Umaga, who had Vincent Mann at WrestleMania. I mean, they really had a lot of plans for, for Lashley. And I remember him one time, he was feuding with Finley, and they gave him the microphone, and he's like, you your name is Finley, and you love to fight. I say your name is Finley, and oh, God. third. Oh. He sounded so bad. Like, and like, for some reason, he said, like, bastard instead of bastard. It was like he said it. So does he have a speech impact? No, I don't know. He doesn't. I just think he has he has a voice that you wouldn't expect. It's a little higher. Yeah. He's, he's like soft-spoken in comparison. But for some reason, he couldn't pronounce the word bastard correctly. Or he sounded incredibly feminine the way that he said it. And it was like... Maybe he didn't want to cut. I don't know. Whatever it was. Like, I remember that happening. And just everyone on the internet just, just roasting him. It was like... Oh no, this is gonna kill this guy. Yeah. He can't, he can't cut a promo to save his life. This Rin. is a problem. So at least now he has the added benefit of like, you know, um, MVP. Like the MVP can help him a lot there. Use MVP's legacy, legacy status, status to the advantage of, of the younger, the younger not younger, because Bobby's not younger, but the, the, the guys we're just talking about. Use that status. To their advantage. Yeah, yeah. Who do you think is gonna win? Do you think Drew McIntyre is gonna retain the title in this one? Yes, I think Drew McIntyre is gonna win. There's gonna be no championship changes in this pay per view. Just a nice little fun one. Yeah. Speaking of storylines. Yeah. And before we get into the uh, the main event, I'll mention one more time. Of course, this is yeah, really quick. Really quick, I have to go pee because yeah, go for it. Um, before I get into those predictions for the main event, uh, and while Jesse's gone for a second, uh, this is probably perfect time. This episode of the podcast is, of course, brought to y'all by WrestleRumble.com, and we are still going to give away three raffle entries to this WrestleRumble contest at the end of today's episode. The winner of well, obviously, like, we're going to give away the three entries, and then the actual raffle at WrestleRumble.com is going to be right after Backlash. You can see here, June 14th, right after Backlash, the winner is going to receive all three of the replica title belts. And these are, like, the real deal replicas. These aren't, like, the like the cheap kids' versions. These are, like, I, I wish I had my other camera set up. I've won an NXT title from them, and I've got it displayed um, in my office over here. But uh, 
but they're like the real deal, like the like the three to four hundred dollar replica titles, each of them. You know, this is like a thousand bucks worth of title belts right here, um, and they're only one dollar entry. So if you want to join on your own, uh, just one buck you know, for a chance at all this, which is an incredible, incredible prize for such a for such a honestly such a cheap uh, entry price. Um, but we are going to give away three of those. If you don't want to have to spend any of your own money, um, just let me know in the comments here on YouTube that you have liked and subscribed. You liked that this video, you liked this video and that you're subscribed to the channel. Um, and if you send any level of super chat, uh, regardless of how much money it is, um, obviously the entries at restaurant were only a dollar. So, you know, if you want to just enter with that money, we understand. But if you want to like support our podcast and also have a chance of getting some, some raffle entries, um, any amount of super chat that you send, we will make sure to give you three chances. And there have been people like Shamrat earlier, um, he sent multiple super chats. So he has like, he has like probably eight or so uh, chances at one of these raffle entries. If you send a super chat over $10, we're going to give you like a handful of extra, um, extra chances and stuff. So um, any amount of super chat, you still get three chances in the raffle um, or for a chance at the raffle. But if you send $10 or more because you're sending so much and because we're only giving away you know, a dollar worth of entries for, you know, for supporting us, we're going to give you a little extra. I've also got this, um, which I can give away to um, that I completely forgot I had. If anybody wants this, I give away an Ahmed Johnson uh, WF Just, Just Toys Bendem figure. Um, that's in the mail. For Corey Williams, by the way, if you happen to be watching that, it is on the way. Yep. Um, so I, I have I another. Uh, I have another. Uh, another Bendem to give away. Um, this is. I figured this would be a good one. I have. I had a double of this one too, and this is because the Undertaker's documentary comes back um, this Sunday. Finally, I believe, uh, which has been fantastic. Um, I don't have any Undertaker figures to give away, but I do have a little Paul Bearer here. If anybody wants Paul Bearer Just Toys uh, Venom figure, um, I will give one of those away. Uh, I'll send it out to you for free if you, uh, as long as you live in like the, I guess you call it the continental uh, 48 in the United States. As long as you live like within the U.S. and you're not in uh, Hawaii or Alaska, I will... Uh, mail this out to you. Um, just let me know. Same kind of thing for the uh, for the restaurant entry. Just put just just type Paul Bear or Bear or something in the chat. Just indicating that you want the figure. And uh, if you want it, I'll mail. Ready it. go. Yeah. Huh? I said ready go. Ready go. Yep. So if you want it, just let me know. Um, you know, it's a cool little figure. Probably worth like ten bucks or so, give or take. I don't know. But uh, I obviously. I already have one of these on display, and I had a backup, and I figure someone else might want this for their collection, so got that for y'all as well. Um, all right, we got the main event of WWE Backlash. This is being marketed as the best wrestling match ever. Um, yeah, so you're first on this one. Uh, oh, I it. <laughs> So uh, yeah, go for it. Do you who do you have winning, and do you think this will in fact be the best wrestling match ever? No. <laughs> um, let's see. Well, first off, I feel like it's not gonna be the best wrestling match ever, just because both of them have been like making fun of it 
pretty much, pretty like, much in their promos, promos online. online. Really, really, like, like just playing along with this. this. I feel like that was like a whole Vince thing, thing and they're just playing with it because they're Edge and Randy Orton. They can do what they want. I think it'll be good. I think it'll be fun. Obviously, both of them have delivered just all-time great promos throughout this entire thing. Just fantastic. Just incredible. I Every time they get into the ring, every time they have a microphone, I'm sucked in. I'm listening because it is just... Visceral. visceral. It feels yeah, so, so real. real. Their so passion exudes. It bleeds out, out of them. them. It's fantastic. Uh, uh, as, as far as who's gonna, gonna win, win, I'm gonna I'm say Randy Orton, 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 and that the, the final, final, like you know, the you know, two, two to one advantage one will, be will be blown over until SummerSlam. I feel like that'll be the final culmination of this because I feel like Edge has a win. What was that WrestleMania? Yeah, uh, and, then and then Randy Orton have a win here, here and, then and then whoever wins, wins the next, next one, one at SummerSlam. I, I, I guess SummerSlam's the next big one, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, is that going to be in front of a crowd? Do we know? I don't know if they've announced yet or not, but I mean, given the timeline and like some of these other companies and stuff looking like they're going to be running with uh, another sports and stuff. I think, uh, I think they're, I, I would imagine that their plans that they're going to have fans there, but I, I really, guess there's really no way of really knowing yet. Yeah, I'm going to say, I'm going to say SummerSlam or hell, we, we got to go to Survivor Series, we got to go to Survivor Series, but whatever the next big pay-per-view is, I feel like it ends there, because I just don't, as much as we're kind of like, oh, we or at least I'm like, oh, you know, I hate these reoccurring storylines, but I want to end, I love this uh, storyline. I think it's great. I think it's fun. I love Randy Orton and Edge. I think they're both great. I feel like, you know, even though Edge has been cleared and he's had these injuries and stuff, you know, I feel like him and Randy Orton trust each other. I feel like that's a very important thing, especially with Edge's neck. I feel like I don't get scared watching him and Randy Orton wrestle. Um, like I do with, like I say, a Daniel Bryan with some other people. So I... Would not would mind not this continuing continue because, because of just, just how, how good it is, is and just how good they, they are together. together. So, so, yeah, yeah I'm going to go ahead and say Randy Orton takes the dub. Yeah, this is a really tough one because you got you have really good reasoning for choosing Orton. I'm looking at the chat as well. Um, and most people, I think, have Orton and have really good reasonings for it. Um, so it's really hard to choose a winner in this one. Um, yeah. gut, my gut says edge. I feel like, I feel like they're just, I don't know. It's similar to the Jeff Hardy thing to a degree where it's like, how long do they actually have edge? Like how often can he wrestle? How often does he want to wrestle? Like, you know, yeah, it's going to work. But I feel like if they have edge, even part time to where he's wrestling, I don't know. 10 times a year or whatever it is. Um, if they have him even that much, I think they're going to push him to, like, world title level, like, as much as they possibly can. I, I wouldn't have a problem <laughs> with that. No, yeah, I don't have a problem with it either. I just I just think that... I don't know. I feel like a loss to Orton kind of kind of halts his momentum a little bit. But if, you, but if you beat Orton in, like, the 
rubber match, if they had a third match, um, he gets that back. I've also seen Drew McIntyre saying stuff about how he wants to wrestle Orton at SummerSlam, so, like, the only way that would make sense is if Orton could, like, get some wins here. But then again, we've already talked about that, like, not necessarily. A lot of people coming off losses get title shots in the WWE. Yeah. And with UFC lately, by the way, which just just bothers the heck out of me. Um, shout out to those of you who watch MMA. Don't know how Jose Aldo's getting this title shot against Piotr Jan. It's ridiculous. Um, I think uh, I think you got to go with Edge, though. Or at least I'm going to go with Edge. I... I, I totally understand the reasonings for Orton, though. Like, it makes total sense um, for Orton to win also. Uh, I just, yeah. I just can't see Edge taking a loss right now coming off of a, off of this layoff. And I, I just really feel like they're going to just build him as much as they can. Use, use him. I don't want to say this. I don't mean it in a bad way, but, like, use him, use him up as much as they possibly can while they have him. Like... If yeah. A couple years left of of wrestling in his body, I think that they're going to do the most they possibly can while they have him, um, especially when they don't have like Brock around or or Cena around or you know Undertaker's like super part time and all those guys. They don't really have a lot of like their their stars, and Edge is kind of a former star that uh, kind of fills that that spot for now. Um, so. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, I want to know in the chat, it is. whether you super chat or not, I, I am interested. I saw, I think most people are saying Wharton in the chat, but, you know, feel free to get your predictions out there because this one to me is the hardest one on the show to, to get yeah. a prediction for. I agree. I'm just, I'm sending, just sending you the, the, uh, the entries the, right now. Right now. Thank you. In Skype, Skype chat. Perfect. Perfect. Um, so Jesse and I are going to get out of here in a second. I'm going to talk about our sponsors for the show real quick. And then, uh, and you, go ahead. well, I, I don't know if you were going to say, uh, like now is a good, time. yeah, yeah, go ahead. I'll, I'll start. So now is a great time. If you have any last super chats, if you want to get your input about backlash and your good predictions and your wild takes or whatever, go ahead and send in a super chat. We will get to it. If you have any last minute entries, be sure you like this video, please. And be sure to subscribe to the channel. If you're new here, you will get a little pop up. Um, on the screen too to subscribe and then tell us do you want a free Russell Rumble you want to be a part of our little contest here just comment I liked I subscribed and I want an entry um, to our contest for an entry uh, yeah so if you do that super chat if you do super chat you will get two extra entries if it's over ten dollars you will get three extra entries into our little raffle here I am sending Steven some names right now however we can always add names um, uh, so yeah, so yeah this, this, while we're while going to the sponsors, sponsors, this is the perfect, perfect time to get your super chats, chats in or get or your last minute comments. And I have, I have loved the chat today, by the way. I think the chat has been fantastic. The interaction just brings me so much joy. Thank you everyone for being so freaking awesome. It has been so much fun. So yeah, let's get going. Yes. Um, did you send those to me already? No, I'm, I'm getting okay. through them. I just right want to make sure I didn't miss them. I saw the text message you sent me. Yeah, I don't know who that is. I was trying to figure it out. Tiger King? Yeah. Well, I know that's Joe Exotic, but who's he standing with? Oh, that's uh, 
So that was Robbie E in M- oh. now now he's he's in NXT now as like the manager for uh can't remember what his name is in NXT or Oh look. is he um Stone Chelsea Greens? Yes, yeah. It's like Rob- Oh my god. Yeah. Um Sean- All right, thank you so much Shamrai. Yes, I'm adding more. So he got more chances for Shamrai. You can see there he uh he not only liked, subscribed, but he also um, sent a super chat. Thank so, you. Chances that are in a raffle here last minute. Oh my goodness! And and keep those coming if if you want a chance. Um, you still have this time for. I'm going to talk about our sponsors, and you got all this time uh, to get those last minute super chats in for more raffle chances. Um, Rob Stone, that's it. Rob Stone, yep. Um, <coughs> that tire. Oh God! Sorry. What's that? That Tiger King documentary probably five times through at this point. Like, yeah, I, so great. Um, you know, he was like a pro wrestling like skater yes. for like yeah, like really low level indies. Really cool. Um, so first sponsor we talked about today is Heroes and Legends. They're a professional wrestling memorabilia company. They have action figures, DVDs, autographs, um, old magazines, anything you could possibly think of. Um, autographed eight by tens, everything. Uh, Heroes and Legends is the place to get this stuff. I do not want to show you my direct messages, but I do a lot of people. They actually messaged me uh, during the show, and I, so those, like, those bendums, like that Paul Bear that I was showing earlier, I have gotten deep into collecting these bendums, and uh, he has some rare ones that I need to take a look at, and I might be... uh, the super chat money is going to good to good use, y'all. Because any money I make on the chat is probably going right towards bendums. Um, nice. But uh, but yeah, um, I love these people. Uh, Chad Flat uh, is the person who runs Heroes and Legends. He's a great guy. He will give you a an honest deal, super easy to to, to deal with, and he gives you really good prices. Especially like let him know uh, if you do any business. Let him know you heard about Heroes and Legends through me and Jesse's show. And uh, I, I guarantee you get some good deals on some really good stuff. Uh, make sure to follow them on all social media at HL Pro Wrestling. They also do like live auctions and claim sales and stuff um, on Facebook. It's, it's awesome. He just shows stuff. And if you want it, you can claim it. And he invoices you the next day for whatever you claimed. Um, so it's a really good way to collect. And, uh, and yeah, really, really good people. So thank you once again to Heroes and Legends. Also want to give a shout out. That's the company I work for. I meant yeah. Uh, Brian Jensen. This is my brother. He is a professional boxing coach, part owner of Steel Boxing and Athletics out of Atlanta, Georgia. Runs, operates, works for, and with uh, multiple Parkinson's foundations. Uh, you can help you reach your goals. If you're losing or looking to lose weight, um, get in better shape, whatever it is. Uh, if you're a professional boxer and amateur, he can corner you. Uh, really can help you in a lot of different ways. And uh, the best way to get in touch with them is just to jump on Instagram, give them a follow at BoxingATL. That's B-O-X-I-N-G-A-T-L. And uh, you can see some good examples here. Uh, this is actually a police officer. As you know. Oh, awesome. He's got, he's strapped up too. You can see his, uh, his guns and stuff. Um, Yeah, look at this dude. He's got a gun flopping around. Oh my God. I'm like, mm-mm. <laughs> My brother's out there training, training the people out there, uh, trying to keep the street. This is during like, and stuff, or in the protests, like right around that time. 
Oh, um, he's been he's been helping some of these police officers with their hands. Um, and this isn't like a, like a police oh no type scenario, but like there's a lot of good cops out there too. You know, there's a lot of bad cops, but there's a lot of good cops also. And the good cops need to be prepared to to deal with bad people. And uh, brother's been helping out some of these police officers, which is pretty cool. But that's that's inside of his gym in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, so we can meet you in person. Um, you can also meet you outside, like if you don't want to come indoors uh, because of uh, the pandemic and stuff. He'll out in the park. This is him helping someone outside, doing some pad work. He can also help you online if you're not in or near the Atlanta, Georgia area. Uh, this is him helping a Parkinson patient with some dexterity work. Uh, so he'll help you like through Zoom and stuff like that. So. Uh, once again, Brian Jensen can help you reach your goals. Hit him up on Instagram at BoxingATL. It's B-O-X-I-N-G-A-T-L. Get a knockout workout without getting knocked out. And lastly, we have WrestleRumble.com. We've been talking about them a lot. Make sure to give them a follow on Twitter at WrestleRumble. And make sure to enter the triple belt, the big three belt bash. Um, you get a, the winner will get all three. The Winged Eagle WWF title belt, the ECW World title, and the WCW slash World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, that raffle drawing is going to be on June 14th, right after WWE Backlash. The entries are only $1 a piece. And speaking of all that, it is time to pick some winners. Yeah. So, I just got your list here. And then Greg sent PayPal, so he got two extras that I sent after. Okay, I just saw the PayPal donation. Thank you, Greg. Yay. Um, so Greg is in there. And I appreciate you spending that money here instead of the uh, the website. You know what I mean? That goes for everybody. Like, any of you, I, I fully understand who have given Super Chats. You could have just entered the contest with that money. Um, but we really appreciate you supporting. Yeah. And, and another upside to this, too, is, like, obviously I have an ongoing relationship with Russ Rumble. It's been going on for probably like three or four years now. Um, so it isn't just this. This also supports, so like Russell Rumble knows, like people are watching, people care. We're helping spread the message of what this website does. And by y'all donating to the chat and, and being involved in these kind of giveaways through our through our channel, that's what also helps us to where like when there is the pick em contest and stuff like that, the stuff that costs more to enter generally, like the $10, $20, $30 type stuff, we get free entries to that, too, that I can give away to y'all um, in future predictions and stuff like that. So this all goes to help Russell Rumble, help the podcast. It really it really helps everybody involved. We very much all appreciate it. Um, I am copying the list of what Jesse sent me right here. Um, and what website did I use last time? Do you remember? Uh, it should be in the Skype chat. Yes. Let me get that pulled up. Yeah, random picker. Yep. Boom. All right. So. Oh, wait, before we do that, sure. let me do, before we do that, let me plug my stuff. Oh yeah. Sorry. Go, um, yeah. I'm sorry about that. I forgot. No, I forgot. Too. Um, I totally forgot. So let me, uh, that, I'm going to tease you. And um, this gives you a little more time. If you got any, any last second, you got a few more minutes. Yes. Last second. Ready to go. Any, um, so I do have an OnlyFans that is the best way to support me directly and to get into contact with me. I don't like to answer Twitter DMs um, unless, like, you know, Steven hits me up and says, hey, check your Twitter DMs and I'll answer it. But I just have to be in the right headspace. 
So the best way for me to always be in the right headspace is if you subscribe to my OnlyFans. That's OnlyFans.com slash Jesse the Buckeye, J-E-S-S-I-T-H-E-B-U-C-K-E-Y-E. I just had the new photo set drop last night. Um, it was actually really popular, so I'm really happy about that. Everyone seemed to really like it. Um, I try to do that a lot. I try to post on the main page a lot, too. It's really fun. have a lot of fun over there. Obviously, my Twitter handle Jesse the Buckeye. It's everywhere. It's on the screen. It's in your home. It's everywhere. It's on your phone. Um, that's the best way to contact me on Twitter. Um, my Instagram and my Facebook are private, um, so I keep those kind of separate. Um, and yeah, so that's the best way. I do have a Papa John's Pizza code. It's J-E-S-S-I-2-5. That's 25% off your online order. You can use it up to 100 times uh, through December 31st. So get on that. Get some Papa Bless. Get some Sodi Pops and some Pizza Pie. And then, obviously, subscribe to the YouTube channel if you like what you see, if you like our chats, if you enjoy this. would love a subscription on here, on YouTube. It would really mean a lot. And if you could give this video a thumbs up, if you do enjoy it, really helps us out, too. And the algorithm gets people to um, see it more, and we can get more people in the chat and more positive, happy people. So thank you. Charmat says, I will use that tomorrow. Yay! Yes, definitely, definitely support. And uh, yeah, those Papa John's uh, codes absolutely come in, uh, come in handy come, uh, you know, wrestling pay-per-view nights and stuff like that. So awesome, awesome. Um, I just got another text from you. Yeah. I just saw that. Is that... This month. Or right, last month. That off stream. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also, Greg Cherry, I know you're still in here. Um, uh, I Just because I will 1 million percent forget if I don't tell you right now. Me and Jesse talked about the thing that you were messaging me about uh, on the last show. We're going to pass for now. I meant to message you uh, back about that. But uh, we are going to pass for now, but we will absolutely keep that in mind if and when we decide to, to go that route. Um, basically, this is a good time for me to bring this up. Um, we're, there's, there's potentially, we could potentially put out some merchandise at some time in the near future. We're, we're not quite to where we want to do it yet, but we've been talking about it a little bit. And part of the challenge with that is... We don't have a name for our podcast. Uh, we don't have like a logo. We just come on here and talk about wrestling because it's basically when we have free time and it's something that like we're interested in, or you know, big shows coming up or something like that. Um, so merchandise is going to be a little difficult without those things. Um, if anybody in the chat has any ideas as far as either a name for the show, which we don't, I feel like we don't even really need a name because it's just kind of this live chat. But if there's any kind of like design or logo or something that you think would be maybe cool for merchandise, um, we will uh, we will entertain that. Um, and especially if there's any kind of demand, like if enough people are telling us, you know, if we put out some, you know, fifteen or twenty dollars shirts or whatever, um, if there's people who want them, um, we will we will look into making that happen. But we also don't want to like spend a whole lot of money on something that like nobody really. Wants. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we, we want to make sure we do it the right way. I know personally speaking, I put out merchandise way too quickly for my own my personal podcast years ago. I wish I would have mm -hmm. slow rolled it um in hindsight. Um so we just want to make sure we do it 
the smart way when it comes to this. And that's all it is. Um, and Greg, yeah, if you had, if you have like some ideas for that kind of stuff, I, I'm all ears for anybody, anybody who, Shamrat, anybody, um, JGZ says he would want merchandise and stuff. So yeah, if you're, if you're interested in merchandise, we'll, we'll, at some point we'll roll out some t-shirts, but first we need some, some designs. Cause even though, I mean, my job is basically, uh, you know, I make graphic designs for, uh, for MMA on point and I video edit and I do a lot of stuff that's very graphic design oriented, but I work mainly within like template type things where like, I know what something's supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. I'm good at coming up with things from scratch. Like just like coming up, like even like my fight talk logo, the FT logo that I use for my, my personal show. I, and when me and Jesse, like this will go on the fight talk podcast on, on that, on that um, feed in the audio version for our predictions today. Even that logo, I hired somebody because I was I couldn't think of like the best way of just putting the F and the T the way that they did and stuff. So I just I don't have the kind of mind for it. Um, so yeah, let us know if you have ideas, concepts, whatever it is. We very much appreciate it. All right, so I think we are all caught up on um, on everyone who has either super chatted or. Um, let us know in the comments if you'd like to subscribe. Um, obviously, Shamrat has the best chance here, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Uh, and, and for Shamrat's, uh, not not against anyone else, but for Shamrat's sake, I hope he wins at least one of these with everything that he, yeah. he's donated today. Um, but uh, but yeah, let's do this. So I think it's gonna make me just. I think I'm gonna do it three different times. Um, yeah. And there's a chance that all three of these go to the same person. I mean, it's going to be just totally random. When Not our fault. Names. Right. But it also incentivizes everyone where, like, you could potentially win more because you have more more ent- mm-hmm. um, entries in there. So, um, all right. Uh, Sharmat says, well, you do MMA on point. Yeah, I, uh, I've run their social media for, like, three years now. Um, everything you see on it, most of the things. Most of the videos. Yeah, I, uh, I'm one of the video editors as well. Um, so, like, I'm actually transitioning out of social media work right now. We recently hired somebody that I've been, like, helping along the way to to fully take over for the social media. Um, Mac Malley, MMA, if you might know him from Twitter, he's one of the best uh, MMA uh, Twitter accounts out there. The guy's awesome. He's hilarious. Uh, we recently brought him on so that I could focus more on full-time video editing because we got a lot of videos, and video editing is is super um time consuming but uh i just had a video a new video go out on thursday if you want to check that out and i'm currently working on a new one that i think will go up on tuesday so um so yeah if you're a fan of of mixed martial arts uh mma on point definitely check that out um all right so the first winner we've got is Shamrock, good. All right, you got, yeah. you got at least one. All right, so Mark Shamrock down for one free entry. Yes, uh, and just a DM you, right, Stephen? Yeah. So thank you, Jesse. So to to claim these, um, I'm just gonna need to get your information. If you're on Twitter, that's the easiest way of doing this because um, I can either have Wrestle Rumble send you your uh, your raffle entry. Um, well, actually. How are they going to do it when it's, it's a little different than the contest entries. 
basically as long as I know your as long as I can get your Twitter handle and I'll probably need like your email address and or your phone number. Um you have to DM. Put that in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. You I don't want that. I don't want you putting that in the YouTube chat. But the best way of me getting that information is through direct messages. And basically what I'll do is once I have all three of the winners um information, I will send that directly to Wrestle Rumble and they will enter you. They'll either enter you into the contest themselves or they may have to send you like a link to click that'll that'll like confirm your entry. I'm not sure how it's gonna work um for the raffle because normally these are for the pick 'em contests where they would have to send you a link so you could fill out all your picks. I'm not sure how it works with the with the raffles, but um Twitter's the best way. Um Sean Rott um says yeah I'll DM you on Twitter. Okay. Um, it says his Twitter is Yeah, we love you. Yeah. Let me uh let me mark that down. I will make sure to find you on there, Shamrod, if I haven't already got you on there. Um, so shotgun pride a G, and that's Shamrod. Message I hope we're saying your name right, by the way. I don't know if it's Shamrod or Shamrod or I'm even close. Um, but I hope I am. All right. Let's uh whoops. That's the wrong screen. All right. Let's do another winner. So we got Shamrod up first. Uh, next winner is Greg Cherry. Congratulations! So Yay! It's a free entry. Um, Greg, I already have your uh, Twitter information, so I will. Uh, I'll direct message you uh, right after this because I know where to find you at. And. Lastly, third winner is going to be Shamrat. Congratulations, man. Yay! There's a perfect example right there. We'll do Shamrat times two on the winners. And um, and that just goes to show you, Shamrat donated quite a bit to the chat today. He got quite a, a lot of entry chances in there and um that's kind of the advantage that you get from from being as active is he had a lot more opportunities and he got two of uh, our three giveaways so i'm very sean rod thank you very much happy for great cherry and thank you to everybody who yeah thank you Corey. Corey has been so sweet he's been congratulating everybody he had a couple entries he didn't get a win but we appreciate you Corey. so thank you for being such a good sport yes that that goes to everybody. Thank you very much. Yeah. All y'all, um, you know, I said on the last podcast too, like we, I mean, the only reason we do this is, well, we probably do it anyway if nobody was watching just because it's fun to catch up yeah. with wrestling and stuff. But like, um, it makes it a lot more worth it, um, not only because of the super chats, but because, well, I mean, that, obviously we appreciate that because it helps us out a lot um, with the time that we put into it. But like, we just appreciate anybody just, hanging out and watching and stuff. So uh, for those of you who go even farther with the super chats and donations and, and you know, even, even those of you who tweet out our links and stuff or retweet us or something when we, when we go live, we, we really appreciate all this. We really do. Yes. Yes. Big time. Um, so uh, yeah, that's going to do it for me. I, yeah. Sponsors. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Fight Talk underscore. Um, I'll be recording the Fightful Select Weekender podcast for Fightful.com on Sunday at some point, uh, talking all non-WWE stuff. Uh, so probably talk like Impact Wrestling, 
anything's going on in Ring of Honor or NWA, what's going on in this, the indie scene, IWTV, that kind of stuff. Uh, there's indie shows that are starting back up soon, which is a lot of a lot of fun. Um, I know there's a show in uh, in Tennessee coming up uh, in a couple weeks. There's one in Atlanta that I'm looking forward to hopefully going to next month, stuff like that. So things are starting to reopen a little bit. Um, we're looking forward to getting to some live pro wrestling. Uh, but yeah, that's all I've got. Uh, Jesse, is there any any parting words you have before we get out of here? Uh, it's better be pissed off than the bleeped on. To be pissed on. I don't know. <laughs> that's what he said when he poured his pee on him. I don't know. It was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's about it. I thank you so much, everyone, for yes. going. Really yes, enjoy, enjoy WWE Backlash. Um, I don't know what will be back next. I'm assuming it'll probably be like Tuesday or something like yeah. that. Um, so just make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're following us on Twitter. That's the best way of knowing when we go live. But we'll tentatively probably plan for like, it'll probably be like a Tuesday afternoon, maybe like a 2 p.m. type thing if that works for both of us, I'm thinking. So yeah. cool. Um, thanks everyone for joining the chat. Thank you all for being active. Um, those of you who didn't uh, or aren't active part of the chat, but just watch as a viewer, we very much appreciate you just tuning in and watching the show as well. Uh, thank you all very much. We look forward to being back here early next week to talk about the fallout from WWE Backlash. WWE Backlash. Um, we'll see y'all later.